2: Yes, welcome to another big fake radio show, maybe one of our final ones on Blog Talk, more on that in a minute, but uh, joining me as always, new Larry, Kevin Jank.
3: Hey Mike Dell, what would you say to a little fuck?
2: Ah, hi little fuck.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's practice.
2: (laughs) That's a little dialogue from the movie we'll be reviewing tonight. Uh, Savage Dawn from 1985. Lance Hendricks? Is it Hendricks Finn or Hendricks? Hendrickson, yeah. Hendricks Finn. All right. We'll talk about mm-hmm. that in a bit. Um, and the person who chose that movie is my personal attorney, spiritual advisor, Tuffy. I can suck start a Harley. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I have heard that about you, Tuffy. Yeah, you can suck start a Harley. So uh, not a
3: thing till
1: this movie.
2: <laughs> Tuffy is on the road this evening, right? You're driving up to uh, Michigan again?
1: Yeah, that is correct. So I'll be on uh, hi-betis next week. i will still be in Michigan. Oh, wow. boy. Look at this. Tuffy. <laughs> what, a,
2: what a contract Tuffy has. How many weeks yeah. vacation weeks <laughs> does he get in his contract? Who's
1: negotiating for Tuffy? Well, he's an attorney. I guess he got a really good <laughs> deal. Uh, uh, I took one Friday off because I had to go to my cousin's wedding, and then I took one week of vacation. Then I had to drive back to Michigan because there was a golf outing last weekend, so I just drove Friday to drive back Sunday.
2: Well, toughie, and I, Now I I'm got another week of about, vacation. Yeah, I don't care about your your job. I'm talking about your your contract here <laughs> with the show. <laughs> like, how'd you get well, so many vacations? This is only you
1: know the real money maker. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, my, my summer alternative programming has been very alternative this year. something. A lot of water skiing.
3: <laughs> More alternative than the spin doctors.
2: <laughs> oh, yikes. Okay. All right, so uh, just me and Jack next week, I guess. I'll try and book a guest. Hey, hey, maybe I'll get uh, Mike L next week. We'll see Ooh. if that'll
3: work. That'll be because, good. Uh, I got a top 11 that he wanted to be here for. All right, well, I'll and check with we'll him. we need to see. do it before we get off blog talk.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> or at least,
3: you know, we'll lose a... <laughs> Here's
2: the thing. We might as well talk about it now. And then uh, we'll do Savage Dawn uh, later. And also, it's a big uh, day in the
1: world of wrestling, Tuffy. Have
2: you heard the news?
1: Uh, I just saw checking Twitter uh, while I was eating my Chipotle right before the show.
2: Yeah, it's pretty crazy. Uh, Vincent Kennedy McMahon has said he's retiring. Yes. He Surely done. Have been a, a lot of NDAs out there.
0: <laughs> yeah, we'll talk about that in a minute.
2: And then uh, I also have a top eleven list for Vince McMahon. Uh, top top eleven Vince moments from uh, WWE programming that we can uh, remember fondly. All right, uh, but first, uh, the future of this year's show. Uh, what is today? The twenty second, I believe, of July. So the next time I have to play, pay for blog talk would be, I think, the twelfth of August. So I think we're going to leave when it comes time, all right? Because here, <laughs> here, was, the, uh, here was always the problem. I, I was very lazy, and I didn't want to back stuff up, like all the old episodes. Well, this week I, I put effort into it, and I have saved oh over 350 Ed shows and like <laughs> 450 LCS shows I think I have saved right now. Oh, my God. Now, wow. So wow. That's basically the bulk of the Ed shows. Like, uh, like, like, when we switch, when we leave Blog Talk, it won't affect anybody how they listen to this show unless you come to Blog Talk to listen to, which I find hard to believe. <laughs> like, if you, like, if you're listening to it on Spotify, Apple, everything else, it'll be seamless. You won't even know anything changed. Uh, but when you go to those platforms, they only go back 300 episodes. Now, normally for most podcasts, that's plenty, but here at the L <laughs> yeah. we have, like, our channel has over, like, 1,600 episodes, so... Yeah. uh
3: Solid 14-plus years yeah. at this point, right? So,
2: yeah, that's a lot. I think last week, it it was actually the anniversary of the show, I believe July fifteenth hey. started the show, and we totally forgot about it, <laughs> so we didn't even mention it, but yeah, I think it was, like, 15 years or something like that, which is nuts. Uh... Or 14, 14 years probably. I don't, I don't know. Who cares? Uh, but anyway, <laughs> um, so I was going through and saving all the episodes that I can. Sometimes they save properly. Sometimes they don't. And then uh, also blog talk, when you save the, the file, it's just random numbers. They don't date the file name or anything. So I just grabbed them all. And now I'm going through and trying to like pinpoint like notable shows to like uh, look up the number. Because it's re- very hard to... You have to save these one at a time, and when Mm -hmm. you save them, there's no way to look at it unless you go each individual episode. Like, I would go to the archived show list and save them from there, but there's no description of the show there. There's no date. There's no – like, so (laughs) basically, I just have all the files. I don't know what the fuck they are, (laughs) but I have all the
0: files.
2: (laughs)
3: Well, that's good. At least they exist somewhere.
2: Yeah, so now and I've started putting some of the early Ed episodes up on YouTube. So the first 5 oh, episodes see. of the Ed show are on YouTube right now. So you can go search for them on the YouTubes and you can hear them. I'll I'll put up some more of the Ed shows there and uh I'll put up mm-hmm. some notable LCS shows probably. Uh but then I'm not going to so like
3: that. an LCS uh YouTube channel.
2: Uh just my personal YouTube channel uh under oh. my actual name. Um if you just Google up the Ed Show, I'm sure it will pop up somewhere. Um, so what was I going to say? Yeah, so I'm going through. I have all these files. And, like, the LCS show, I have, like, 450-some shows or whatever. That takes us through 2016. So there's still wow. many more shows after that.
0: But I, I, think,
2: I think I've got plenty. I think I've got plenty. I think I'm done. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're
3: not going to get the rest this week. <laughs>
2: well, here's the problem: like uh, it takes up a lot of space. You know, these files. Ooh, like yeah. I've got over like 40 gigs of shows now. Um, so I don't know. <laughs> I think I think I have more than enough.
0: for <laughs>
2: Basically, we're just going to put them in a time capsule, so in future civilizations on list they can say, "What the fuck was wrong with these people?" <laughs> <laughs> no
3: wonder the civilization died out.
2: <laughs> what was going on? Um well, yeah, they living so in their basements. <laughs> yeah, Almost
3: everything went to shit.
2: I haven't, uh, I haven't told the Ed this yet. Uh, he's been very quiet lately. I need to message the Ed this weekend and talk to him. Uh, but uh, yeah, so I'm guessing. We only have like two shows left on Blog Talk, so let's make them count. Wow! That's what yeah. Have. Now so I what don't is, know what is how... the
3: alternative that we're going to be using going forward.
2: Good question. Good question. Well, <laughs> uh, I... <laughs> now I have everything set up on because uh, remember when we were planning to do this switch years ago, and I had like mm-hmm. laid the groundwork for it, and I, I registered us up with uh, Launchpad One, which is a platform that hosts podcasts. And that's where we do the Flea Market Fantasy podcast, uh, Mike, L, and I. So we'll just mm-hmm. upload files there. The, the, the working uh, theory right now is we will record the shows with uh, the Skypes, like we do Flea Market Fantasy, which you both are familiar with. And then we'll just oh, I'll edit it and upload it. And then it'll just be released like normal. Uh, there is a chance we might try and record with Spotify Live. I still got to mm-hmm. Because that way we'd still be able to record live. And, like, people could call in live and stuff like that. Because, you know, we love taking callers here on the show. That's <laughs> yeah, a Yeah, it
3: always works out so well. <laughs> that's,
2: a, that's a big thing we do here. The LCS <laughs> So that would be kind of nice. As long as we nice have the same phone
3: number. Holmes 1, Mr. Lass.
2: <laughs> yeah, I don't think. Yeah, I don't think Holmes 1, Mr. Lass. Um, but, uh, so... Maybe, Jank, uh, maybe we'll, when Tuffy's out water skiing this week, maybe we'll try and uh, do a test show on Spotify Live or something. I don't know. I remember we talked about doing it once before, and I said, ah, eh, fucking, I didn't want to feel like doing it. But maybe, <laughs> right. uh, I remember <laughs> that. We'll try it again. Because <laughs> I don't know what that means. Like, would people, I guess people would always have to have Spotify Live downloaded in order to listen live, and then how many people are going to do that? Like, zero. So, <laughs> <laughs>
3: <laughs> well, yeah, somebody might.
2: I don't know. Um, now, the, the other <laughs> big thing, is, the drawback of all this, is the sound clips. Like, when when, when Tuffy yeah. and I used to do uh, Obedient Worker, we would co- record it with Skype, and then I would edit it and upload it later. But I would leave, I would put little marks where I wanted to play audio clips, and I would play them, like I had them later. And I just had to describe them to Tuffy ahead of time so he kind of knew what he was hearing, even though he never wasn't hearing anything. Um, so that's not going to work in the future for LCS because it's just, you can't, that's not the kind of thing we're doing. Uh, but um, the other good news is if there is no sound clips, that means no more Brandon music shows.
3: <laughs> oh, man. You're really taking away my will to live
2: here. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but, Jank, uh, if you, you want to live get for, in music shows, yeah. it's very, <laughs> yeah. very bleak. That's existence. my favorite. I yeah. thought my life was the best. But, Jank, where would, I, where where would wanna... we
3: be today if we had never heard of the sandwiches?
2: Jank, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, have you backed up the original Janksters? Do you have all those episodes? You might want to get in there and save those, you know?
3: Yeah, I guess I should. <laughs> it sounds like if you an want 'em,
2: you know. Yeah. Yeah. For
1: when the library or something comes around. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mike yeah. Bell, have you backed up the uh the slammed archives yet? <laughs> I have not.
0: <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> oh. So Jank,
2: you're in charge of that. <laughs> if you want to go <laughs> Yeah. It's a lot of shows. Oh man. It took some time going through there. Because, you know, these shows are big, so uh, it takes some time to download them, too. You know, it's not, like, instantaneous. Yeah. So, <laughs> it takes some time. Oh. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, that's what I've been doing the last few days. Yeah, it's been great. Oh, man, so.
3: my bandwidth is going to suffer this week. <laughs> so.
2: But it, it is kind of nice, though, looking back at all the old shows and just... Uh, like, like I found one we did with my dad who was It was like a little 15 minute episode We fucked up and It wasn't supposed to be 15 oh, yeah. minutes So Larry put it in the wrong time uh, So I found that I episode that. That's nice I hear my dad again um, Some other great things in there I found So uh, it's nice Like a walk down memory lane Some of those old The Edge shows uh, that's, <laughs> that's pretty good too Like I found the episode <laughs> where he uh, I haven't uploaded it to YouTube yet But I know which episode is the one where he announces Like the 10,000 Oreo challenge And uh, oh. <laughs> the one with like Dick Banks and the, where he made the songs with Dick Banks, yep, um, all that kind of stuff. Uh, th- I was looking at joke night. Yeah, well,
3: joke favorites. night,
2: joke night is actually this, the the first joke night is the the night he announces the Oreo challenge. Actually.
3: Oh, oh the, wow, what a show!
2: I know what a <laughs> show. Uh, yeah, like put that I one in the, the National, national Library. library. <laughs> I uploaded episode three of the show each and I didn't know what it was. I just knew it was the third episode, so uh, I just uploaded it. with was like a very vague description, and <laughs> like nothing really. Uh, but then I found out, oh, that's the first appearance of security guy Irv, you know? Ooh.
3: Yeah, that early. Wow.
2: Yeah, I like to think of these uh, episodes like uh, old caller-up breaks guys. you like, oh, look, first appearance of Irv. That's, that's going to be worth more money, you know? Oh, no, like $2. Yep. How is that? First appearance of Irv. Uh, sure. <laughs> His first appearance um, There's one uh, You know I made uh, Ed's doing push-ups so There's an episode where Ed's doing push-ups <laughs> <laughs> <No>. <laughs> There's one where the note I have is uh, The baby beats the hell out of the Ed So I'm sure that'll be a good one. <laughs> <laughs> Oh gosh
3: Yep, there's some classics
2: so I think uh, the future, yeah. Again, I haven't told the Ed this. I don't know how he's going to react to this, you know, because uh, I don't know if he likes change. But you know, he moved without it. The fuck! I okay, can we can get off blog talk. Yeah. So uh, what do you think? Of, do you think blog talk's even going to know? like? We've been with blog talk for like fifteen years. We have it's the yeah, longest running the end show.
0: Of
3: yeah. <laughs> By far.
2: Yeah. So you think they were? Uh, they do what they. To like keep there, right? They're going to come out with their best guns of blazing, like trying to keep us. <laughs> but they're probably not even going to acknowledge the fact. That somebody, you know. <laughs> Won't like,
3: even do one of those like last minute offers, like, "Hey, we'll give it to you for nine ninety five a month." Yeah, if you stay.
2: yeah, something, but <laughs> nope, nope.
3: They're probably not <laughs> even
2: going to acknowledge me. They'll be like, eh, "Fuck you." So uh, <laughs>
3: we're going to call Doctor Bloggenstein.
1: Our long- why
2: the very first episode of the LCS Hockey Radio Show, i I forgot all about this. I had no recollection of it, but it was it wasn't that long it was like fifteen minutes something like that but uh the whole thing was an interview with Jerry Farish that was the,
0: the <laughs> 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 I yep.
2: interviewed Larry yeah, for a uh, so wow, that be something I might have to do. Um, course the sports and for you, show is a good one. Uh um yeah. we up those to you too in the coming weeks as well. But uh, alright, so but maybe on the show. Well,
1: Maybe um, we can relaunch the blog talk with a new interview with Jerry Farish. <laughs>
2: hey, how about that, yeah. Maybe maybe Larry will uh, pick up the phone. That'll be something. Yeah. Um so, all right, that's the future of the Big Fake Radio Show. I'll keep you two in the loop, how this goes. Um, all right. Uh, also, uh, all right, so anything else, Jank? Anything else to discuss before we talk about Vince McMahon? Anything uh, pressing in the world of Jank? <laughs>
3: uh, no, not really. All right. I mean, gonna watch some
2: stuff. We'll talk about that later, I'm sure. Yeah, we'll <laughs> round it up at the end there. All right, so uh, Tuffy, yeah, before the show just a few hours before the show uh aired here tonight on uh Friday, July 22nd, old Vince McMahon says he's stepping down. He just he announced it through a tweet. He just put out a tweet saying at 77 it's time that I retire. Uh but you know, thanks to the WWE universe, uh we'll then now forever together, all that kind of nonsense. So th- yep. this is kind of shocking. So tough as an attorney. Mm-hmm. Uh, because it was Wales always assumed Vince would just die on the job. Like, he, he just would never step yeah. down. That he would just die on the job. Now, we talked about... Like a few Alvin weeks Brooks' daddy. Yeah, like on stage there, yeah. Uh, but we yeah. talked a few weeks back about how Vince... Um, I don't even know if we got into the second batch of scandals, but there was uh, the paralegal who he gave $3 million in hush money to, and that started all this. So they're investigating that. That was supposedly a consensual uh, relationship. That he gave her three million dollars of his own money, but he did give that paralegal a a, uh, inflated salary at WWE for you know Uh doing personal favors, I guess. So that's the controversy. (laughs) But then, uh, Tuffy, uh, like a week or two weeks ago, it came out that there were they found like what uh, was it nine million more dollars or was it twelve million more dollars in NDAs and hush money. I don't know. I, I,
1: the story. I uh, was just aware that there was generally stuff going on.
2: Yeah, there was a, they found a bunch more NDAs in and and the old non-disclosure agreements. And uh, I, I can't remember if it was $12 million total uh, or $12 million more, like 9 and 3 or But either way, like around $12 million more of hush money. And probably the most disturbing one was that there was an NDA signed with a former female talent. So Ooh. that's trouble <laughs> that he's – and, you know, there's people pretty mm. – it's no one that uh, we know of. Like, uh, she was – I mean, I know of her, but she was a, a diva when I wasn't watching this program uh, during the mid-2000s. Like, they didn't announce her name, but it's assumed that this is the person. Like, uh, Toppy,
1: I don't know if you know who she is. Um, no. I probably but, don't, because uh, I wasn't watching the
2: Yeah, so there's no confirmation, so I don't want to say your name, but I'm sure people can figure it out if they look into it hard enough. Hmm. But she wasn't like a prominent uh, wrestler, like a she wasn't like a Trish Stratus or someone like that. She was a diva, like a one of the diva searches they did. She was she may have appeared in Playboy at some point. You can probably connect the dots.
3: John yeah. Cena.
2: <laughs> yeah. So anyway. <laughs> um, so that second batch came out, and people were like, oh, this is not looking good at all. This could be uh, troublesome here for Vince. And then, um, uh, like, was it last Raw Tuffy where Titus O'Neil opened the show by giving a weird speech? Do you remember that? <laughs> yeah, I think
1: so. That sounds right.
2: Yeah, Titus O'Neil, he was named a global ambassador for WWE. WWE. So he opened the show, just him in the ring, uh, talking to the camera, talking about how what a what a wonderful place WWE is, and it wants to be a safe place for everyone, <laughs> and you know all this stuff. And yeah, yeah. Like, uh-huh. not need
1: to bring our politics and religion here. We're just here for a good time. Yeah, just here for a good time. <laughs> just to make it fun. <laughs> so that's a little weird.
2: Uh, so then uh, people think if if Vince and Chen now started
3: being like starting ending every episode with like some weird like be nice to each other. Like after oh, her husband got like <laughs> caught in some shit. Yeah,
1: <laughs> yeah. very very G, uh, Chen vibe to uh, Titus O'Neil.
3: <laughs> Titus
1: O'Neil Moonvez. That's uh. Titus O'Neil. So, uh,
2: <laughs> but because Vince is stepping down now, of course, all the height of all this stuff going on. But Tuffy, as an attorney, some people are thinking, hey, there's probably worse stuff about to come out. And that's
1: why he's stepping down now. (laughs) Is that your take
2: on this, Tuffy, as an attorney?
1: Uh, That would be a good guess. I mean, it's probably not like legal trouble, more just like breaching his fiduciary duty as the CEO of a large corporation. Yeah. Uh, Where, like, if you're the CEO, you really can't be in a relationship with anybody who works for the company without having some kind of problem.
2: <laughs> yeah, and, and again, like Vince, I mean, you know, hookers exist, you know, like really high class. <laughs> you know, like you don't have to go on the corner. Yeah. Let's uh, get some highfalutin call, girls, and uh, you could have saved yourself a lot of money in trouble. <laughs> yeah. But uh, Or, I, or I said, just you know, play, find fun.
3: someone who doesn't work for the company and, and wants, you know, $3 million of hush money.
1: Yeah, but yeah. It, I feel like Vince McMahon is famous enough. He doesn't have to f- be fucking people who work for WWE. Well, I think the, the
2: counter to that
1: is Vince's life is WWE.
2: Like he, he's not, he doesn't get to yeah. of date. Like he's in WWE offices every second every day. It's unless someone's in there mm-hmm. working with him, he's not meeting you know. Yeah. Uh, so I, that's kind of weird. Because I mean, I do. I'm in my bedroom. Every hour of it, and I'm not meeting
1: anybody. Like I don't in my room, so it really. Maybe big McMahon goes
3: to Giant Eagle once a week.
1: <laughs> <need> a nice <laughs> <Pro> <laughs> lady. I'm just waiting for the FDA with the gaff cut out to be revealed. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh no, that's going to be so guilty. But uh, so uh, what did I say about the Vince? So, uh, I think yesterday it was announced that or Vince this morning. I don't know. I will all track of time. But Triple H. Uh, they named Kurt. he's back full, full-time uh, from a of issue there, and they named him as the, uh, the uh, Executive Vice President and Head of Talent Relations. So he's in charge of all the wrestlers now. And that's uh, a perfect wage, because he's an so he knows most of these anyway from NXT, these guys and girls. So, um, and then after not his retirement, like WWE put out a corporate letter and everything saying that new CEO, they have co-CEOs, Stephanie McMahon and Nick Kahn. Nick Kahn just joined WWE like two years ago, and Ooh. now he's co-CEO. So now Buffy has an attorney, and uh, some people are saying... That this is all a, this was all in the works from the beginning. That Nick Kahn is kind of the guy responsible for leaking these stories to Vince,
0: because
2: <laughs> whether he did it with Stephanie and Triple H's blessing or he's just doing it on his own. But they wanted to get Vince out of the way to finally take it because it's time. You know, he's 77 year old man. It's time. So they kind of leaked these stories to the media, kind of to leverage him out of his position. Uh, how do you feel about that, stuff?
1: I mean, it sounds plausible. I don't know if that's necessarily true.
2: Yeah, I don't know if it's true, but it definitely sounds plausible.
1: <laughs> <laughs> this
3: is some succession shit.
2: That's exactly but what also, I was going to say. Uh, TV show.
1: Why did it take him two years? He could have done this three weeks to do it.
2: <laughs> well, you've got to you know, establish yourself in the company, make sure you're in a position where you can just step in, because he was the beloved. Uh, yeah. the, like, it, it seemed like they were grooming him to eventually take over for Vince. Um, so I, I don't know. Um, but, but it looks like, uh, like Nick will run all the, the business side and stuff. Uh, and Stephanie and Triple H will run the wrestling. That's what it seems like, you know, but we'll see how yeah. it's all shaped down now. Cause people are saying, well, did Vince step down as CEO and retire as CEO? Did he also retire from creative <laughs> because, you know, he's still in charge of creative. But, uh, yeah, I think he's, he's retiring from everything. Like, he's just walking away. So now who's going to be in charge of creative? Because that's a big deal. And I guess at the moment it's Bruce Pritchard. And that's probably not a good idea. Because do huh. you, you want Brother Love running the show? I don't know. It's a, I mean, he's been in charge of creative, but he's had Vince. Ahead, uh, over. So not really Vince is in charge, and Bruce is just organizing things beneath him. But if you can't have Bruce as your number one, like he's old school. They need some young blood in there, you know, some young, fresh views and ideas. And uh, Bruce has been around since uh, WWE since the 80s. Like it's, get him the fuck out of there, too. Get Get Kevin Dunn, the director, the fuck out of there. Bring in all new blood. Freshen it up. Right, Covey? Uh,
1: I mean, you want some stability. <laughs> you don't want to go too crazy. Well, you here, have, but,
2: but you have, but. you have some. Stephanie, for that you have Triple H and Stephanie for that. Like yeah. Triple H, yeah, uh, he can run the show creatively, but uh, they'll get someone else in there. Uh, get rid of the old uh, McMahon regime. Get rid of all those old guys. Get them out. Yeah,
1: that would be a smart move. Is anybody who's the Vince loyalist got to go?
2: Got to go. Don't got to go home because there's McMahon no way here.
1: McMahon is walking away and washing his hands of this whole thing.
2: No. Yeah, he's still, like, the, the majority shareholder of the company, you know, and he said he'll support the company as, uh, as he can. But uh,
1: what's he going to do? Like, what's Vince's life well, going to be yeah, the, now? Yeah, Vince yeah. McMahon doesn't know what else to do, so if it's still Bruce Pritchard, he's going to call him Bruce Pritchard 300 times a day. Yeah, that's what <laughs> people are worried.
2: Like, is Vince really stepping down, or is he just, you know, zooming in every day on <laughs> the zooms from his house? But I, I just – Man, that's I know. My dad, when he had to retire from me to cough, like it came on suddenly, he wasn't expecting and it fucked him up. You know, like you lose your, life, lose everything. So, so Vic mm-hmm. re- retiring from this, this is his life. Like this is who he is. Like I don't know what he's going to do. You know, <laughs> like he's, yeah, uh, I it's just strange. I I really this is going to be fascinating to watch.
1: I mean that would be like if Mike Bell retired from the LCS hockey show. Yeah.
2: Well, I, <laughs> well, that, Larry seems to have a much, much easier time with that.
3: <laughs> yeah, well,
2: Larry has a life, you know. He has a transition. Again. <laughs> I, I have nothing. I just have this. So uh, yeah, I don't know, man. It's gonna be. I can't imagine Vince like uh, of my, like my dad found the hobby of painting birdhouses. He loved it. I don't think Vince is going to be doing that. <laughs> I don't think
0: Vince is going
2: to be in his retirement. I don't know. Uh, yeah, this is fascinating. It's all going down here. So uh, Now, there's also other big news. Tonight. Maybe
3: he'll go, he'll get hired by AEW, like everyone else. <laughs>
2: yeah, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> Vince's fan is all elite. Shit is up AEW. Um... <laughs> Uh, other big news, though, about tonight. Uh, Brock Lesnar is supposed to be on SmackDown. I watched And SmackDown. Uh, but, no, I don't have SmackDown on. I watched the first hour of it, and I turned it off to do here this year fake radio show, so I don't know. But the word was that when Brock Lesnar heard Vince retired, he said, fuck this, if he's not here, I'm not here, and he left. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> Because Brock only ever dealt with Vince, and he doesn't really like or respect many people at all. So if Vince isn't there, he's not there. So now does that, so we'll see how plays out. Does that mean he's just left for tonight? Or because he's supposed to fight Roman Reigns at SummerSlam, the main event of SummerSlam. So is Brock done too? Is Brock retired now as well? And what does that mean for SummerSlam?
1: Well, because I would assume Brock is the kind of person who Vince probably has to sell him on the, uh, you know, 6, 12 months' worth of storyline to bring him in. He's not uh, coming in and saying, yeah, maybe this will happen. I might change my mind 30 minutes before the show. Who knows? Yeah. I mean, he's kind of pitching Brock with, hey, you're going to win the championship here or lose it here or, you know.
2: Yeah, cause, but Brock doesn't give a fuck about anything. Uh, he's just a hired assassin. He just comes in there and does his yeah. job and walks off. So it, this is another interesting wrinkle to it. Cause, now, remember, when when Sasha Banks and Naomi got mad at creative and said, all right, well, we're leaving, they just walked out on a show 10 minutes before Raw. Vince uh, had the, the announcers read a statement that they were highly unprofessional and that they let everyone down by leaving. Do you think there will be a <laughs> similar statement made about Brock Lesnar tonight? I'm going to say there probably won't.
1: Vince McMahon, like five hours <laughs> before the show, just saying I quit. That's
2: true. That's right. Yeah, Vince stepped out
1: right before the show.
2: So, uh, yeah, man, a wild, wild time in wrestling. So, like, uh, it, it, it's hard to. Uh, Appreciate the impact Vince McMahon has had on professional wrestling. For those not in the know or who aren't, don't keep up with the wrestling, in the old days, there used to be territory systems. And, like, every area of the country was a different territory owned by a different promoter. And Vince's dad owned, like, the Northeast. So the New York territory, basically, was WWWF back in those days. And uh, Vince took over from his dad, but his dad didn't just give him the company. His dad sold the com- Like, Vince had to buy the company from his dad. And his dad was a real hard-ass about it. Like, Vince almost lost everything. Like, his dad wasn't cutting him any breaks. <laughs> he just, they had a weird relationship. So uh, – so, but when Vince got control over the company, he decided, we're going to go national. Took, he took out all the territories. He just bought them up one at a time, and he became the big territory. So he changed wrestling forever. And the style of, of wrestling changed forever. The whole uh, superstar idea, like these big, uh, bigger than life personalities, kind of cartoony kind of characters. And uh, man, without, without Vince McMahon, wrestling is a completely different thing. Some old school people like your Jim Cornette would say it would be way better without Vince McMahon, but that's just bullshit. It's it wanted it, it, wrestling is awesome man. It's because of Vince McMahon. So uh, I, I don't know, like Tuffy, you don't care about old school wrestling, right? Like you don't know much about the old days.
1: No, I mean, I was born in 1984 after Vince had probably taken everything over.
2: Yeah, that was right around when he made his big move, 82, 83, 84, 85, and then uh, Hulkamania, and then, you know, never looking back. Um, WCW came close to challenging there for a little bit, uh, at least in terms of TV ratings, but uh, then he bought them out. So uh, And AEW is just a fucking gong show. You don't have to worry about them. So it's just uh, <laughs> it's all WWE running right the show, and now for the first time since you know 1980, someone new is in charge, and uh, yeah, it's pretty crazy, it's pretty pretty crazy. So we'll see how this unfolds. Um, all right, so in honor of Vince McMahon stepping down, I put together a top 11 list of my favorite uh, moments from WWE. Since this might be one of the few times we'll be able to play this before we leave.: The numbers all go oh. to 11. Kel hockey to 11! Yeah, now I'm thinking, Jack, like, the smart thing to do would be to uh, do one of them test shows here on uh, one of them private shows on uh, blog Talk and, like, schedule for, like, an hour, and just play the sound clips, you know? And then go back through and edit them <laughs> oh. so I have them on. That would be the smart thing that I should do. Now, what do you think the odds sure. are of me actually doing that?
0: <laughs>
2: they, uh, you
3: know, probably about as good as Vincent's <laughs> man getting his job back.
2: Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I, I mean, I know I should do that. It's the smart, but, yeah, man, it's going to be rough. We'll see.
0: Because there are some <laughs> good
2: sound clips I'd like to have. Uh, I mean, I'll have them on yeah. the episodes, but... I don't want to have to dig through episodes to find them. I can just play them right here on the switchboard, mark them down. Like, oh, yeah, here's this clip, here's this clip. i got to say that Charmin clip. You know, I'll never be able to get that off the Internet again. So, yeah, Charmin <laughs> clip. <laughs> uh, I you
3: just had that as your, like, you know, sleep song you go to bed to. Yeah, I love it so much.
2: All right, so top 11 uh, favorite moments from Vince McMahon and WWE. Number 11. This is actually a recent one from 2017. Uh, Tuffy, do you remember when uh, Kevin Owens headbutted him and uh, split open his head and then did a frog splash off the top rope? Remember that? No. That was a no? You don't remember? I don't think so. Yeah, it was uh,
1: that like just just five years ago. Like, I started watching wrestling again. Yeah,
2: 2017. It was just five years ago. But at the time, Vince McMahon was a 72-year-old man, and Kevin Owens is yeah. headbutting him legit headbutting him like Vince told him no you headbutt me and he and he split him open uh, but I think like Vince had made the cut already and then like put uh, something over it and then so it would bleed easier but anyway uh, and then Kevin Owens did a frog splash off the top rope onto uh, Vince and that's like a 72 year old man doing it. that's craziness but uh, that's one of my <laughs> favorite Vince moments number 10 this is uh, from the Attitude Era when Vince uh, coined the phrase genetic jackhammer. <laughs> now, Jank, <Cenk>, I know <laughs> I know you often go with the genetic jackhammer. Isn't that something kind of they Jank.
3: we're not supposed to talk about because of the the uh, no, you know, non-disclosure agreement?
2: <laughs> no, no, no. This isn't the Attitude Era. Everything was wide open. But the, the, the premise was that uh, Vince was in the ring with The Rock. I tried to get an audio clip of this, but uh, the video wouldn't download for some reason. But he's in the ring with The Rock, and The Rock was the champ at the time. And uh, Vince was saying uh, he was cutting a promo on his wife, Linda, and how much Linda loves him, and how he's going to go, uh, he's going to, you know, strengthen their marriage. And what, what Linda really wants is for him to give her another uh, a baby. And, and Vince says, uh, Daddy's coming home, and I'm going to be your genetic jackhammer. <laughs> <And he's>, <laughs> <laughs> so from then on Vince McMahon was known as the genetic jackhammer um, oh, it's it really so good. I've said this before like years ago and we talked about Vince in the Attitude Era but it is criminal that Vince McMahon never won Emmys for the Attitude Era WWE programming he was amazing as a TV character on TV he was so good and he was killing it every week for like four years straight just killing it it's uh, so good.
3: See, this um, is why they got to bring that TV-14 thing back. <laughs>
2: yeah, they're, they're talking about it. We'll see. Uh, number nine. Um, now, there's a lot of moments like this uh, where, where Steve Austin was just uh, fucking with Vince McMahon. But one that sticks out in my mind is when Austin poured cement into McMahon's car. This is kind of a famous clip. But, uh, <laughs> like, at the start of the show, Vince was talking about this car he has in the back. It's this fancy sports car. It's, like, red and whatever. And but for some reason, even though it's a convertible, the windows were up, which was weird. But anyway, uh, <laughs> with Steve Austin, mm-hmm. he would fuck with Vince every week. He would do some crazy. He got he found a cement truck and he poured cement and just filled up Vince's car with cement and like the windows busted out and everything. It was really uh, entertaining. Uh, but what made this fun is Vince's reactions. You know, like he would all his eyes would get real <laughs> big and his and he'd be all angry and shit. Uh, Tuffy, do you remember this? Did you ever see a clip of this one?
1: I do remember this, because I think there was uh, an article on a website a couple years ago about this car was for sale somewhere, uh, and they were trying to figure out why this car was damaged in the ways it was, and they figured out it was the car that (laughs) we poured concrete in. Yeah, concrete. Uh, Number eight.
2: All right, uh, Vince making out with Trish Stratus in front of Linda McMahon, who was in a wheelchair. Yeah, that's right. That's what Vince does. <laughs> so they were doing a storyline where Vince had, uh, I don't know if he had driven Linda insane or she had a mental snap of some sort, but, uh, she was like, uh, basically just sit. She couldn't, she could hear everything Vince said, but she couldn't talk or anything. And she was like kind of emotionless and she was, and he would just wheel around in a wheelchair. And, uh, he had Trish Stratus as his like personal assistant, you know? And, uh, but he was having an affair with Trish Stratus, and so he, they wheeled out Linda on the stage. Trish was pushing the wheelchair, and uh, Vince cut a big promo. And then at the end, he's just making out with Trish Stratus right in front of Linda McMahon. <laughs> <That's great>. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> oh Vince,
3: that's so good.
2: <laughs> Number seven. Now this is actually a real life event, uh, but Royal Rumble 2005. Uh, Batista and John Cena were the final two people in the ring. They both went over the ropes at the same time, uh, and they hit the floor at the same time, but that's not what was supposed to happen. Like, they fucked up. They, they weren't supposed to both go over the ropes. So, there was a big controversy. No one knew what was going on. Like, this was legit. So, uh, Vince McMahon came out from backstage, and he was all acting all fucking pissed, because he probably was pissed. He took off his suit, He threw it down, he stomped into the ring, and when he goes to jump into the ring he blows out both of his quads. He tears his quads off the bone and both legs. That is really hard to do. Like a torn quad is supposedly (laughs) a very painful injury. And he tore Uh, both of them at the same time. So he gets in the ring. He can't stand up. He can't move. He's just stuck on his ass. And he's trying, he's still screaming at him, yelling, trying to fix things. And, but he can't get up and, you know, so they re- he makes them restart the match, but he's still on his ass in the corner of the ring. He can't get out of the ring because he can't fucking move. And uh, Batista throws <laughs> Cena over the top rope. Batista's declared the winner, and Vince is carried out of the ring. And, yeah, that's, <laughs>
0: that's
2: just insane. The
3: next episode, that's, he's in a wheelchair, and Linda McMahon's uh, right. with uh, Dave Batista <laughs> yeah. right in front of him.
2: <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah. uh, but it's crazy that he blew both his quads, and you wouldn't have known like if, if the fact that he wasn't standing up is like, well, there's something wrong with his legs, but it wasn't like he was writhing in pain or anything. He just kept screaming at him. Like the fuck is going on? So yeah. fucking, okay, He's an animal. This Vince McMahon guy, uh, n- <laughs> number six. Hey, this one was from just recently, this past WrestleMania, that whole match he had with, uh, Steve, with, uh, Pat McAfee and then Stone Cold came out and gave yeah. him that stunner. That was amazing. That was the worst stunner sell ever, but it was so awesome. So, uh, yeah, Old Man McMahon taking the, uh, the stunner from Stone Cold in the year 2022. That's number six. Number five, of course, is the uh, Montreal Screwjob and all that. Uh, Cenk, as a non-wrestling fan, you know what the Montreal Screwjob is, right? Uh, vaguely, yeah. I know I've heard you guys talk about it before. Yeah, Bret Hart was the champion, but he was leaving to go to WCW. But uh, he, they wanted he didn't want to drop the belt in Canada because Survivor Series was up in Montreal. So um, Vince had him fight uh, Shawn Michaels, and uh, but Vince gonna tell Bret that during the match when Shawn gets Bret in the Sharpshooter, Bret was supposed to reverse it and get out. But as soon as he put the Sharpshooter on Bret Hart, Vince called for the bell. Match is over. Shawn Michaels is named the champion. So Bret Hart got all pissed, and it, it started the attitude era. It started the Mr. McMahon character because then he took the real-life event, and he became Mr. McMahon, the shitty owner. And he cut a promo on Bret then on a following Raw, and it, the famous line said, because people say, what do you say about uh, Vince McMahon screwed Bret Hart? And he said, Bret screwed Bret. And that's a famous line from Vince. <laughs> and that uh, started it all. Started the Attitude Era, basically, in uh, Mr. McMahon. So there it is. Uh, number four, Vince McMahon reacting to Stacey Keebler. Now, I'm sure everyone uh, <laughs> is. Yeah, see, Tuffy knows what I'm talking about. Uh, but there's a famous <laughs> meme on the Internet that people do with Vince McMahon where they show his face like he's like looking like, oh, this is good. And then he looks like, oh, my God, I can't believe this. And his eyes get real big. And then he falls out of his chair. Yeah. Like he's so happy. Yeah. Not, like, Jake, you're even familiar with it? All right.
3: I've seen this. Sure.
2: So the storyline that was going on was Vince was hiring a personal assistant. And he was in the middle of the ring. And he was uh, interviewing some ladies, you know, average la- ladies and whatnot. And he's like, no, nah, you're terrible. And then Stacey Keebler comes down looking all, you know, Stacey Keebler with long legs and smoking hot. And she's dressed in like a business suit with a short skirt. And uh, she gets up on the desk and starts dancing, So uh, That's her job in her, just <laughs> dancing on the stage. She takes off her glasses, lets her hair down and all that. And that's Vince reacting to Stacey Keighler dancing. And, uh, <laughs> I mean, it's it's immortal, those reactions. They yeah, live forever. Now I know what it is. <laughs> on the Internet, yeah.
3: Yeah. He's got a very expressive face. He gives <laughs> yes good <he> reactions.
2: <laughs> yes, he does.
0: <laughs>
2: all right, so number three. Uh, there's a corporate ministry storyline where uh, uh, the Undertaker was uh, had this group called The Ministry, and he was evil, and he was uh, tormenting Vince McMahon, and uh, he kidnapped Stephanie McMahon, and Vince was so desperate for help that he went to his arch enemy Stone Cold Steve, Steve Austin. He said, Austin, I need your help, buddy. They kidnapped Stephanie. you got to help me out. And Austin, being the good guy that he is, says, all right, I hate you, Vince McMahon, but I'll rescue Stephanie. And she's a good girl and all that other stuff. So... Uh, the story storyline goes up, but then, of course, uh, Undertaker always said he answered to a higher power, but no one knew who the higher power was, and then uh, eventually it's revealed that it was Vince McMahon. He comes out walking out in a robe with a hood on, and no one knows, mm-hmm. and then they lift up the hood, and it's Vince smiling ear to ear, looking all crazy, and he says this line, I do have an audio clip of this.
0: me, Austin! Oh, son of a bitch! What? It's me, Austin! It was me all along,
2: Austin! <laughs> there it is. It's me, Austin. <laughs> it was me all along, Austin. That's also another like a meme, I guess, on the internet. A lot of people use that for uh, re- dramatic reveals <laughs> whenever they take the hood off Vince. Um, that was a great moment. Uh, number two, uh most of Vince's great moments happened with Steve Austin in uh, the Attitude Era, and this was one of the best ones where uh, Austin came down to the ring with a beer truck, and Vince and uh, his corporate champion, The Rocker, in the ring. And here's an audio clip of the shenanigans that go on here.
0: When that bell rings and the match is over, you are looking at the next WWF Champion, and that's the bottom line. Stone Cold As far as right now goes, the big celebration afterwards, Stone Cold's gonna drink a hell of a lot of beer. But I think we ought to share a little pre-match beer right now. Big A beer.
1: He's gonna break. I'll tell you what, hey, Stone Cold you come out here and you make your idle threats like you're the great one but obviously you're not so The Rock says
0: you take that truck and drive it right back down No, Know full of boulevard you drive it right back to Jabroni Drive and you check your candy
2: Yeah, so Austin just had a hose spraying beer, and Vince was flopping around in the ring like a fish out of water, and uh, it was pretty great. Tuffy, you remember that, of course, I'm sure, right? Uh,
1: I've seen it enough times that I know exactly what you're talking about, but yeah. I don't think I had cable back then, so I did not see it when it happened. But
2: <laughs> Yeah, it's pretty great. And uh, they, they did a take on it years later. Kurt Angle did a milk truck. They also did Kurt Angle in a milk truck, which is good. All right, so my number one favorite Vince moment, uh, he got in trouble with The Undertaker and Kane, and he ended up breaking his leg. All right, so he, he was in the hospital with a broken leg, and uh, they showed him in the hospital, and, like, uh, Mankind, Mick Foley's in there trying to cheer him up, doing puppet shows and, like, Mr. Sacco and all that shit. But Vince is just miserable. He, he just feels terrible. He's in the hospital, and he, he's getting away. And then uh, a certain doctor comes to visit him, and here here's the sound clip for this.
0: Oh, I'll take it from here, nurse. No, no! No, no! No, no! no! No, No, No,
2: yeah, of course, Stone Cold Steve Austin was the doctor beating the fuck out of Vince McMahon. And if you heard that loud gong, that was Austin hitting Vince over the head with a metal bedpan. Just smacking him right over the head. <laughs> bedpan. And it was oh, dynamite. Just electric television there. Uh, Tuffy, it's, it's I'm sure you're familiar with that clip. Ah, uh, yeah, very familiar. <laughs> yeah, because also Vince is in a hospital gown and he's wearing his tidy whiteies underneath, and he's uh, getting tossed all over the room, and just getting the shit beat out of him. Uh, it's it's good stuff. So there it is. Those are my top eleven favorite uh, Vince McMahon moments. Tuffy, uh, any Vince McMahon moments that you're particularly fond of?
1: Uh, I think you've got it pretty well covered there. Also, that last clip, like, that shows up in every best of Mick Foley, best of Steve Austin, best of Vince. Like, <laughs> yeah. For all three of them, that is a uh, career-defining moment.
2: Dude, he <laughs> fucking blasted him with that bedpan. <laughs> it wasn't a <laughs>
1: joke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, uh,
2: Jake, I'm sure you have many favorite Vince moments, right? <laughs>
3: I think NDA number 3 was my favorite moment. I thought that was a good move.
2: <laughs> that was a beauty, yeah. So, uh, I'm very uh interested in see how this all plays out here with events. Uh yeah, it's going to be something to watch. I mean, so, we'll keep
3: you posted. I feel like we're since I, you know mentioned that he gives good reactions. He's starting one of those like YouTube channels where he just reacts to things. Like, hey, I never yeah. saw Predator. I'm gonna sit down and watch it. Well, and you get to see my well, reactions. Well, no
2: jive. Vince is so entrenched in WWE, he has no concept of like popular movies or anything or TV shows. Like, he knows nothing outside of the WWE bubble. So you could show him literally any video clip from the last 40 years, and he would have, be seeing it for the first time. Like that's just uh, oh, see. Get a rich is there. out of him, <laughs> <laughs> or maybe Vince will be on cameo. He can get the. Ooh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try and book Vince on the show. We'll see if we can get him here for the first show on Skype. Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure we will. We'll try we'll
2: try and book Vince. <laughs> so that will be good. All right, so there it is. Your Vince McMahon recap. Um, should we get to Savage Dawn? I guess. Now, uh, now Tom sure. you, uh, you you picked Savage Dawn, 1985, Lance Henderson, and uh, George Kennedy is in this as well, uh, yeah. Dragline, Gohan yeah. Luke. But I mean, I know this. him
3: more as the Naked Gun guy. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, he's in, George Kennedy, he's a very famous guy. I mean, everyone knows him, I'm sure, if they <laughs> uh, look him up. He was in a lot of disaster movies during the 70s as well. Um but, uh, Tuppy, you picked this, and I think in large reason because Elizabeth Caton is in it. and Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, of course, Turns she's in Academy. Whole lot. And uh, she, she was in Slave Girls from Beyond the Infinity, right? She uh, in
1: yeah, one, she's right? a future be a winner for her role in <laughs> Slave Girls Beyond Infinity.
2: <laughs> I don't know about that. Well, I think she might win it. For, you're a little uh, high
1: in
3: Elizabeth Caton.
2: I think she could win it for, was it, or no, no, I'm thinking of someone else. I'm thinking of Monique Gabrielle right, for uh, Evil Tune Oh, yeah, was that Evil one? Tune Evil Toon, yeah, I think she's going to win it for that, topic. I don't know, we're going to, it's going to be tough. Uh, <laughs> but uh, you picked this for Elizabeth Caton. She's in this for maybe a minute. and uh, She gets right. it's a good minute. It's a uh, good minute, gets, but. Well, Tuffy's a big fan of rape. Apparently, no, Tuffy, she's raped. That's not a good <laughs> thing. That's not, that's not good. I, he's and a big has...
3: fan of human rape, like sea monster rape. Like last week, he wasn't into, but, but as long as it's human,
1: <laughs>
2: human. Yeah, I mean, she was a
1: bit sure. Like they ripped her top off. Yeah, and they
2: <laughs> i <Didn't you wait> she <laughs> Sure, they let
1: her go. <laughs>
2: no, yeah, they, yeah, she was raped. Yeah, she was definitely. Raped. I'm got yeah.
3: away. Real bad happened. And our hero just let it happen.
1: Yes, the hero. He's like, yeah, not our <laughs>
3: problem. <laughs>
2: <laughs> She's in it on her she got herself into it. She's gonna have to get herself out of it. Um so that's a, that's the kind of movie we're dealing with here. Uh savvy's <laughs> gone. Now let's look at the uh director here. Um it's a fella named Simon. Nuctwern. Simon Nocturne, Simon Nocturne, N-U-C-H, Nocturne, yeah, this is the last movie he ever directed, and he didn't really that makes do anything, it. that doesn't make sense, the writer is a <laughs> fellow named Bill, the writer is named Bill Milling, and we talked about him before, because he also wrote South Beach Academy, so how about that, oh, Bill wow. Milling, worked with how? Elizabeth Caton twice,
3: Elizabeth Caton is his muse, apparently,
2: uh, but it's this, like
0: Tuffy.
3: <laughs> but this guy,
2: uh, he also we went through his IMDb before, but to remind you of some of the other movies he uh, he wrote, uh, Virgin Snow, Blonde Velvet, The Magic Pony Ride, Satin Sweets, Blonde in Black Silk, The Girls of Godiva High, Dracula Exotica, Ascent of Ooh. Heather, uh, Twilight. Pink, so yeah. I think he, oh, oh, he also wrote in the pink. So yeah, I think you get what you, you know what you're getting with this guy. You know, he's a kind of maybe threat, So uh, yeah. You're a watch. yeah, Yeah, that's, uh, that's a lot of good ones there. Uh, the other uh, actors we mentioned, Lance, Lance Hendrickson. Now, I, I'm guessing this Lance Hendrickson fella, he's uh, very famous, right? Because I remember our buddy Miles Watson. He talked about it once before in the show, and I think he said he met Lance Hendrickson, but I really don't have any, you know, knowledge of this guy. Uh, (laughs) Jake, what what would people watch any of the classics? Like, Uh, he was,
3: yeah, he was Bishop the android in Aliens and (laughs) Alien Three, and the guy he played like uh, Wayland, the guy who owned the company later in Aliens versus Predator. So he's all, he's all over that series a little bit. He was also in Terminator. He was, like, one of the cops in there. Um, he was in Pumpkinhead, uh, one of, like, the later <laughs> shitty Hellraiser sequels that went straight to DVD.
0: <laughs> yeah,
2: but he's been in a shit in a ton of, of movies. Yeah, he's been in a lot yeah. of um, But I just never really saw any of them, but that's all right. They're nothing good. Uh, <laughs> then uh, one of the main ladies is Karen Black. Uh, she plays oh, uh, yeah. Rachel... The uh she's just a bad lady, this uh Rachel. Okay, we'll get into that later. Yeah. But Karen Blum worse I, than Auntie Lee. <laughs> oh that's right. Was she Auntie Lee? Yeah. yeah. I forgot all about that. Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh by the way, speaking of that, uh Pat Piccarelli just sent me something today, uh, his book proposal for that guy uh who played Larry in uh, Auntie Lee's Meat Pies. <laughs> Michael Berman. Oh, yeah. 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 So I'm going to read oh, that uh, this weekend for him. But, uh, yeah, so We oh, definitely got to
3: interview him about that.
2: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so that book Michael <laughs> Berman on here. What's it like to play Larry? Yeah. Um, but, yeah, Karen Black. <laughs> I know Karen Black from uh, most from uh, – she was Myrtle Wilson in uh, The Great Gatsby. You know, the lady that get hit, gets hit by the car. <laughs> it was having the affair with Tom. Uh, she was, <laughs> she no looks no like it.
1: Gats- no Greg Gatsby here? What what's that, Suffy? Is this from the Boz Lerman Great Gatsby that came out like no, 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 no. four years ago? Nineteen
2: seventy four, uh Robert Redford Greg Gatsby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, not that more recent bullshit. But uh the old, the old school <laughs> one. O G. Yeah. Uh who else is in here? There's there's a lot. Of, uh, Richard Lynch plays the Reverend William Forsyth. Ooh. Now, yeah, Richard Lynch. Like, I recognize them, but I don't know. Like, there's a lot of, like, actors you will recognize, even though mm-hmm. you can't really place them. Richard Lynch is one of those. And then you mentioned William, what, William Forsyth? Is that his name? Yeah. Yeah, he plays
3: Pig I I definitely recognized him.
2: He's, like, the, the <laughs> most evil guy here. Um, what else is he from?
3: I think the main thing I, I associate him with his, uh, The Devil's Rejects, that Rob Zombie movie. He was like the crazy cop in there.
2: Yeah, it's not going to help me. Uh, but he's been <laughs> yeah. in a ton of shit. <laughs> but, just, yeah, you'll recognize, like, even that, even that uh, Joe Bob or the deputy or something, like, I, I recognize that guy, but I can't tell you what he's been in, but, I mean, I've seen him in other things. Um... Uh, There's a girl named Claudia Udi. She plays Katie, the daughter of George Kennedy. Uh, She's a good-looking lady. Um, But I don't know what else she's in. I don't I think that's about it. But you'll recognize a lot of people if you watch this movie. That's for sure. All right. So uh, let's go with the IMDb description of Savage Dawn. A vicious biker gang is intent on destroying a small town in Arizona. Is it in Arizona? I've also heard people say it was in Texas. But Not I, a clue. Yeah. Uh, but either way, they're intent on destroying a small town and a war veteran visiting an old friend and a few locals with nothing to lose go to war with the gang's ruthless leader. Do they? <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah, they do. They <laughs> There's a war, war. for sure. Yeah, the I don't know if they fun.
3: had nothing to lose. They could have easily left, and the town probably would have been better for it because... They blew
2: everything up. Got <laughs> yeah, that is true. They, they did lose their town, pretty much. Yeah, they did have something to lose. Yeah. They, they ended up losing their town. But, uh, <laughs> um, so there it is, Savage Dawn. All right, Tuffy, uh, kick us off here. Oh, How does this movie start?
1: Uh, I think Lance Hedrick pulls into the filling station to get some gas in his motorcycle.
2: Yeah, his name's Stryker. Stryker. Yeah, yeah. And, and while he's getting gas uh, in his motorcycle, uh, so the 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 uh, motorcycle gang, some of their members show up to terrorize the locals, and one of the guys looks like Randy Quaid, but it's not Randy Quaid.
0: Yes,
3: yeah. Oh my God, and you have the same crazy <laughs> energy too.
2: I'm <Yeah. laughs> like, hey, that's Randy Quaid, but no, it's not. It's not Randy Quaid. I don't know who it is, but it's not Randy Quaid.
1: Um,
2: uh, yeah. So Tuffy, what happens when they, these these creeps show up?
1: uh, yeah, so they're kind of like uh assaulting the filling station guy's daughter because uh, she's just standing there trying to like I don't know man the convenience store part of it or something,
2: yeah, weren't they trying to so they're kind of grabbing at her
1: yeah, yeah, steal stuff grabbing at her, and the uh the owner goes over and says, Hey, knock it off, and they start roughing him up, and then Stryker uh, striker comes over and just uh lays the smack down on him. <laughs> <laughs> well,
2: keep in mind, it's if, you've with you've the old seen, if you've never seen Lance Hendrickson, I'm guessing he's like 5'10", 145 pounds. He's not a very imposing guy. Yeah,
1: Probably 50. Yeah. That's
2: 145 I'm pounds older. with a leather
1: jacket.
2: Yeah, he, <laughs> he's not intimidating. And when he's laying the smackdown on these guys, basically he grabs their wrists, spins them around, and, thro- and like Irish whips them into a produce stand. That's that's his move. Yeah. That's basically what he does. He uh he would always grab their wrist and like just Irish whip them somewhere. Uh, but uh it seemed to be it seemed effective. These guys were terrified of this uh five ten, hundred and forty five pound guy. And uh uh the guy that looks like Randy Quaid though, he hops in a station wagon and he tries yeah. to run over Stryker. And Stryker just drives his motorcycle right up over the station wagon and then leaves the scene. He just yeah. drives away. So I can only assume that Randy Quaid and his buddies just finished raping that girl and killing that guy, right? Because Stryker just... I died. would imagine. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, um, the one
1: guy had
3: like a I thought we saw them again stuff, later, though. <laughs> <So> I'm assuming <laughs> yeah, they yeah, I'm were sure still they, alive.
2: Yeah, so he didn't kill them. He, he probably just raped them both. But he didn't, like, kill them. <laughs> but, like, shouldn't the bad guys have been the ones to flee, not Stryker? I was very confused by
1: that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, with a writer of this quality, you wouldn't expect these kind of potholes, uh, <laughs> <but. laughs> There's another
2: big one at the end. I, want, I When we get there, I really want to rip into that one. But uh, this one, it just seems so weird that like, he would just drive off. and like, yeah, all right, I'm going. Because he did nothing to deter Randy Quaid from doing whatever he's going to do to those people. But
1: right,
3: maybe they're going I to, I like, some, to some kind of kung fu type thing where it's supposed to be like, oh, he's a man of peace now. He's trying not to murder people, but <laughs> eventually they push him too far and he has to.
2: I guess, but it still seems like he should have done more to protect his people. <laughs> like <maybe> Yeah, like, <laughs> agreed. Of course, later on, he doesn't intervene in a rape. So, uh, yeah, I guess that's... Uh, <laughs>
1: I get the feeling that uh, Stryker is kind of like uh, Surly from uh, Duff Gardens on The Simpsons, where Stryker's just looking up for Stryker. He ain't worried about anybody else.
2: All right, I don't
1: necessarily right. get
2: that Simpsons reference, but I'll take your word for it. I don't, I don't
3: it oh, Surly.
2: <laughs> Did Jake obviously get to be a, I don't know, Surly. I'm not familiar with Surly's work. That's, uh, yeah. 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 So uh, Stryker, he uh, he's coming back uh, like he's an old war veteran, you know. He's coming back to see his buddy George Kennedy, and uh, so he's uh, riding his motorcycle, and um, with the the
0: scene,
2: I think the next scene might be that like uh, mentally challenged kid Willard walking <laughs> yeah. down the house with a baby doll.
3: This got weird. Right? He's yes. like a Cabbage Patch Kid. Doll, and uh, the the sheriff's like hassling him, like, "Hey, you need to have adoption papers for that, yeah. <laughs> for that doll of yours." Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, hey. "Well, you don't have the papers, you're going in the, into jail." Like, what the fuck?
2: Well, well I don't know if he said, he, did he say he's going to put him in jail, or he had to clean the jail, like he had to clean it. Yeah, out. They're going to, well, they're
3: going to throw him in jail, and then if he cleans it out, they'll let him go oh, type okay. thing. But yeah, they're yeah. going to throw him in the in the cell. <laughs>
2: yeah, he's like. He's like a very tall, like a a uh, a big handicapped person. Not a little guy. It's a yeah. big, big guy.
3: He's in like and, his, and he, he's probably thirty.
2: Yeah, and he's calling his doll Andy, which is a little weird cause it was like I thought it was a girl doll, but he's calling it Andy. So Andy McDowell, I guess that kind of thing. Andy with yeah. an eye. It like, like a weird
1: Andy. name. Raggedy Ann and Raggedy Andy.
2: Yeah, but Andy's a dude, though. wasn't the girl? Wasn't the doll he had like a little girl? <laughs>
1: Yeah, Anne would be the girl one.
2: Yeah. I mean, anyway, well, he is mentally challenged, so maybe in the Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. So anyway, yeah, the, the striker shows up there then, right? Doesn't striker meet the sheriff there or the deputy? Uh, uh, yeah. yeah, he
1: just rolls up in a town cuz he doesn't know where George Kennedy lives apparently. Yeah. Uh, but he rolls up and the sheriff starts hassling him about, you know, not being a local, basically.
2: <laughs> they uh, need
1: to be a... Or... Well, well, I think he's so just a deputy.
2: The, the sheriff is the older guy, yeah. the, the the mustache. Yeah. This is Joe Bob, just a deputy. And they also... Yeah, uh, the deputy so have has a... The, like, uh,
1: the deputy yeah, has, like, ahead. a sidekick. like, a little yeah. person. also always with him.
2: Yeah, <laughs> a little guy in a cowboy hat. And, the little fuck. Uh, yeah. Exactly The, the <laughs> aforementioned little fuck In the, the opening of the show So that's law and order in this town Yeah The sheriff, Joe Bob, and the little fuck uh, So I don't know So Hendricks, he finds out where George Kennedy lives Somehow, I can't remember And then he drives out there uh, George
3: Kennedy's sh- daughter George shows up Kennedy And just like sticks her tongue there. in his mouth right away
1: <laughs> Like, yeah Oh, hey, haven't daughter seen daughter you in a- <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, hasn't seen her since she was a little girl uh, ready to get after it <laughs> Yeah see I, th- I was thinking that
2: happened When he got to the house but yeah she comes up there at, In town and, right And it, yeah, she just walks up from behind him Kisses him on the mouth like two long lost Lovers <laughs> and, and she's just Eyeing him up fucking him with her eyes She's like all over him and, and he goes He looks at her and he says uh, Katie? Is that, uh, Katie I haven't seen you since you were a little Girl and she's like yeah But I'm all grown up now and he's like, I can see that.
0: But <laughs>
2: what the fuck? <laughs> she just walks up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's quite the greeting. Because he's a, oh, by the way, how old do you think Lance <laughs> Hendrickson, the man, is, uh, the actor, is when he made this film?
1: Like 55? 52. <laughs> yeah.
2: He's 52. younger than me. He's 45.
3: Holy hell. Yeah. <laughs> That's some hard living.
2: <laughs> I am very well preserved next to Lance Hendrickson.
1: I mean I Yeah.
2: I look well, like you've a been bagged
1: and boarded for the last fifteen years. <laughs> <That's> exactly right. This <laughs> was also in the mid eighties. He had probably been smoking like two packs of darts a day. Yeah. <laughs> he he's
2: he's a very Coffee, spry forty five. Like he can hop around like a little monkey at times. Uh, so, yeah, he's very spry. He's got more jump in his legs than I do. I'll admit that. But um, I can probably shoot better slap shots than him. You know, I still got that going me. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, Lance Henderson, man, he does. I thought for sure he was like 55, 56, something like that. But, yeah, he's 45 when this came out. So when it was filmed, he was probably 44 or whatever. Uh, but uh, so, yeah, so the, the she hops on his motorcycle with him, right? And they just ride back to the house. Is that what happens?
1: Yeah, sounds All right. right.
2: So uh George Kennedy also has a son, and this annoying fuck. I I hated this it, it? <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> like, he's, uh, great. he's basically Walt Junior, you know, this son of a bitch. <laughs> I did something yeah. like that at all. But <laughs> But he's uh, excited to see uh Stryker. He wants to he wants to ride on Stryker's motorcycle, which is a little weird. But alright, whatever. Um Uh, So then Stryker goes in to meet George Kennedy, and they're uh, cutting it up by talking about the old times and whatnot. Hey, George Kennedy. And he's like, hey, Stryker. And uh, I don't know. Did did they uh, say anything else there? Anything important come out of this? I think they just
3: talk about, like, oh, we used to, you know, bring so much death to all these towns back in the day. It'd be nice to bring hope to a, a town for once.
2: Yeah, and we should mention George Kennedy is, like, uh, he's in a wheelchair, not on, like, Linda McMahon. You know, he's in that wheelchair and pushed her <laughs> on. And, and
3: Lance Henderson is making out with his daughter right in front of him. Pretty
2: much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. His, his like, 18-year-old daughter, Lance Henderson, 45. But, anyway. Uh, um, that's a
3: fine how-do-you-do. You invite your friend over
2: to come visit, and he plows your daughter. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, but George Kennedy, he, he 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 just sits in his basement in his his workshop, just making up weapons. <laughs> That's all he does, I guess. He just makes weapons.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's an abandoned <laughs> gold.
2: Mine. Oh, an abandoned gold mine. Yeah. Um. So uh, so Lance Henderson is going to stay in town with George Kennedy for a bit, I guess. Um. Uh, then uh, what's the next scene here? it when they go to the. Uh, the Tomcat? The uh cantina? It sounds right, like, yeah. It it's Tomcat spelled with a K. Tomcat. Yeah.
3: <laughs> like damage no. X fantasy team.
2: Yeah. But it's like a <laughs> uh a run down uh, uh saloon there. And I thought Karen Out Black was the owner. But I guess Karen Black's just a waitress there. She doesn't apparently own it, right? Yeah. She's just a waitress.
1: And she kind of runs the uh, bare-knuckle boxing out back, too, I think.
2: Yeah. It's like a fight club. Yeah, it's a backyard. And, uh, and Joe Bob, the deputy, is the, is the champion fight club guy. He, he's the best bare-knuckle boxer they got. And uh, you wouldn't know that by looking at Joe Bob or uh, by <laughs> watching him punch. Nope. Because Joe Bob <laughs> has never thrown a punch in his life. But he is just knocking people out left and right, this Joe Bob. It is pretty crazy. Um, man. The, the fight choreography in this movie is a wee bit shy of Daredevil. Yeah, it's just not almost as good. Just a wee well, bit Well, they just did that hallway. <laughs> yeah, I think so close. it's the only difference. Yeah, maybe the hallway scene. That's really all separates it. Otherwise, it's yeah, exactly the If this, if this the same. was in a hallway,
1: it would be indistinguishable from Daredevil. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah, every fight in this movie is like in slow motion. And I don't know what's going on, but no one knows how to punch. Um, and whenever they're <laughs> swinging a weapon, they always swing it two feet over the person's head. <laughs> but it's just it's what you do in a fight. It's what you do. So, uh, But Joe Bob wins the, the uh, boxing match there in the back, and they're going in to celebrate. And then his little sidekick walks up to uh, Karen Black, and he says, Hey, what do you say to a little fuck? And then, uh, Jank finished I it. say
3: hello, little fuck. <laughs> <laughs>
2: and she pats him on the head. Yeah. Pretty so, uh, uh, Yeah. And, uh, so then, uh, George Kennedy and Lance Hendrickson and his son are there. And then the daughter, the daughter and the son show up and you can tell that the, the well, first of all, Karen Black wants to fuck Lance Henderson too. Right away, as soon as she sees him, she wants to fuck him, <laughs> like instant, boom. So she walks over and she starts hitting on Lance Henderson. But then the daughter shows up, and you can tell like they don't like each other. The daughter and uh, Karen Black, like there's already a rivalry yeah. there because you know she's young and hot, and Karen Black's you know not so young and hot. And they're like, hey, let's. Uh... So they start Was getting. Is Karen into it. Black, ever
3: good looking. <laughs>
2: I wouldn't. She's not like good looking necessarily. She has like, but she has something about her, like that she's a. You get that sense that she would be very fun. You know what I'm saying? Like she has a. (laughs) Sure. Like she seems moderately
3: crazy, which I guess goes along with your theory, but.
2: Yeah. She always looks like she's
3: harried and like, uh, like at the end of her rope and. Yeah. It's kind of nuts.
2: But. But she kind of looks like she would be a wild time, if you know what I'm saying, you know, like a wild, <laughs> she'd be a wild cat, you know. So, uh, yeah, it's like, all right, she has something. But, uh, yeah, she, she, what does she say to uh, Or The daughter says, I'm sorry, I'm late. And I think Karen Black says, you're just sorry. Something like that. It was along those lines. <laughs>
1: yeah.
3: Sick yeah. uh, burn. Um, yeah.
2: So while they're, the, while they're just uh, reliving old times trying to enjoy a drink, uh, pig iron the leader of the savages and the rest of the motorcycle <laughs> gang, they show up and, uh, yeah, that's the motorcycle gang's name,
1: the savages. So that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah. Very the one guy that drives the motorcycle right up onto the bar.
2: Yeah. And this guy is kind of <laughs> like a, uh, like a 1985, uh, transsexual before it was popular, I guess. Cause he dresses like a lady, but he acts like a lady. and <laughs> uh, So I think that's going on. Yeah. Um, and there's also another guy in the in the Savages. He's like a big fat guy with a beard. Uh, I think his name was Mickey or something like that. Mikey or something. I don't know. Something mm-hmm. like that. Uh, and or there's all the prominent Savages with Randy Quaid. Oh, then there's a guy named Spider. He's like a little bald guy with glasses and a wacky yeah, hat.
3: Yeah, that's the one I was thinking of. Yep.
2: Yeah, yeah. So like, like the, the, uh, uh, the theme
3: from Community. <laughs>
2: Yeah, very much so. I forget that guy's name, but I know who you're talking about. Yeah, that guy was funny. I, I forget his name, though. Um, but uh, there's also some good-looking ladies every once in a while in these savages, if you look around. like There's that one uh, who gets naked later, that uh, brunette. Um,
3: yeah, uh, oh, man.
2: Yeah, kind of looks like, like uh, a very, I don't know what nationality she is. Like She looks a little Asian or Latin. Something's going on there. Uh, sure. But she kind of looks like that version of Susanna Hoffs in a way
3: Oh, yeah. I could yeah. definitely see that. So, yeah.
2: Yeah. they very excited when she uh yeah. Anyway, so um mm-hmm. the bad guys show up in the in the uh, saloon and they start causing trouble and George Kennedy says, "All right, I'm I think it's time we just leave." So, uh Kennedy leaves,
1: but Hendrickson
2: stays. And he's still enjoying his tequila, right? <laughs> yeah. Puts his
1: leg up on the table. Um, but like what, how, and then, uh, well, then Karen Black says 500 bucks to beat the uh, Joe Bob or something. Oh, that's right. And the, uh, the one Savage takes her up on the offer.
2: Yeah. The big fat guy <laughs> with the beard. We'll call him Mike. Yeah. yeah.
1: She might've offered it to Lance Hendrickson first. I can't remember.
2: Uh, yeah, I think she may have. And he said something like he doesn't fight or he has nothing to prove or something like that. Right.
3: Yeah, yeah. I think Joe Bob wanted to fight him. Like he had a, a big man on for him the whole time.
2: Yeah, I yeah. Think Karen Black says, "Why don't you to find out who's the toughest in the in the town or whatever?" And uh, Hendrickson says, yeah, I have nothing to prove." Yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, oh. By the way, the fat guy, the actor's name is Mickey Jones, but the character's name is Savage Zero. So he's uh, <laughs> zero. Savage Zero. Yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the name uh, of a
3: pecking order. Yeah, you work your I way out. Well,
2: and since I thought of it now, I might as well mention it. But Sam Kennison is also in this movie. And Savage Zero kills I, Sam Kennison later on.
1: Did not even notice him.
2: Sam <laughs> Kennison was the barber who was talking about being a Christian when he was giving him oh, a... No uh, way! Okay. That was him. Yeah. <laughs> Sam Kennison, yeah. And, uh, and Zero slices hell. his throat and uh, shoots him and kills him, yeah. So.
0: What? He
3: went, he didn't scream at all, so I couldn't tell him. No,
2: way. but you get recognize <laughs> <them>? I mean, <laughs> yeah. it looks like Sam Kennison. He had his hair pulled in a ponytail and whatnot, but yeah, Sam
1: Kinnison. Uh I had lost a lot of my interest in this movie by then. I got to say. Oh really?
2: Uh, I enjoyed this film. I actually enjoyed this. Clip. I did too. <laughs> it, a lot it definitely of overstayed shit, it's definitely overstated.
3: It's welcome. It didn't need to be this long, but
2: I yeah, enjoyed the it. For yeah. the, part. the movie's like an hour and forty-two minutes. Like. Uh, cut it down to like an hour and 29 it'd be way better
0: yeah
2: um yeah, yeah
3: you could lose 20 minutes easily yeah it's easily. a very straightforward plot it's not like you need all this in there yeah. it's just you know bikers come to the town we got to take it back that's it yeah in turn
2: so uh joe bob the deputy is fighting the uh, savage zero and, and out in the back and they're having a, a big tussle and uh they're getting into it and then while that with the fights going on, Karen Black and Pig Iron, uh, they start getting a little flirty, and uh, and yeah. uh, doesn't Pig Iron say, uh, "What are you doing in this town?" or whatever, and she just says, "Stuck." She's stuck in this town, <laughs> and um, yeah, so so Pig Iron, he just says, "All right, well, well, I don't know what he says," but he just walks over and uh, gets involved in the fight, and he punches Joe Bob when like Joe Bob's not like ready, and knocks him out one punch. Yeah, Joe Bob. So, right.
1: uh, Joe Lab was beating the other guy That's pretty good. Yeah. And uh Big Iron, Iron knocks
2: himself. No yeah, he uh he KOs him with one punch and everyone's celebrating like uh zero one, even though he clearly did not win, he kinda got help. And uh but Karen Black doesn't care, she's happy, she's excited, it's like yeah, and a new champion but then some guys in the bar say he cheated. Uh, he didn't win. So then like uh yeah. a, like a little fight breaks out there and uh, Pig Iron, and the, the guys are, like, getting into it. But then Joe Bob comes in with, like, a shotgun, and he says, fuck you guys. You, get, you cheated. You get out of here. And he also, like, throws Karen Black after him. He says, ah, you get out of here, too. And uh, But they keep Zero, the guy he was fighting. They they arrest him, and they keep him hostage. But they uh, yeah. the rest of them, they kick out. And, and Karen Black runs over to, to Pig Iron. She says, take me with you. And Pigarn grabs her by the back of the neck and like pulls her down and, and basically like looks up her nose and then he's like, Alright, I'll take you And then he puts her on the back seat. I don't know. That was a weird scene. That that's what she gives her line of chuppies
1: thing, right? Yeah. Yeah, he says, <laughs> what are we do for and she said, I could suck start a Harley
2: That's right, I could suck start a Harley And he says, All right, you're with me She's yep. on the back And she hops on the back of the motorcycle. And so they all leave, but they tell Zero, well, and he's like, "You better not forget about me." And they're like, "Ah, oh, we'll be back, we'll be back." And uh, yeah. clearly, if you want
3: a gang of motorcycles, to, you know, bandits to fucking leave your town, you take one of their
2: guys hostage. That's bound to yeah. get them to leave. They will never <laughs> come not back. come back.
3: Yeah, it yeah. yeah. will definitely not be bloody vengeance for that. <laughs>
2: Uh I think they probably would have so,
3: just left anyway, like they would have just been like, All right, we're done here. We got our money, let's go.
2: <laughs> so now uh the the gang starts causing trouble around town. You know? They start causing trouble. Just to get under the, the sheriff's skin. And and one of the things they do is oh oh wait, we forgot the big rape scene. Uh yeah, the big uh Tate. Uh, <laughs> yeah, that yeah, was
1: so on their that, way into town I think.
2: Yeah, I think that was earlier and we forgot about it. But, yeah, so Elizabeth Caton is with her That husband, was when uh, Lance
1: boyfriend. Hendrickson takes George Kennedy's son for a ride on his motorcycle.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, yeah, they come upon the gang because, uh, like, Elizabeth Caton's with somebody. I guess it's her boyfriend. Uh, he doesn't look like he has, she's way out of his league. It's her or,
1: but anyway. boss. It's her boss. Oh, <laughs> oh yeah. Her boyfriend. Yeah. <laughs> okay.
2: So their car breaks down. And uh, he's trying to fix it, and she's, like, uh, giving him the business. She she looks real good. She's dressed in, like, uh, cut-off jean shorts and a little striped top, uh, bare midriff kind of look. And yeah. uh, I think her name's Becky Sue, I believe it is.
1: <laughs> Becky Sue. That sounds right.
2: And, and the motorcycle gang comes up, and that Zero guy, the big fat guy, he, they just uh, start giving him trouble. And he just grabs her, and he has a line here. I forget exactly what he says. Uh, but it's something like uh, uh, he just, I don't know. It's something like he just does things directly or he doesn't, he just does things straight. Up. But anyway, he grabs her shirt and hmm. rips it open. That's what he does. He grabs her shirt and yeah. rips it open and he starts kissing her boobs. He goes right to town on her boobs.
0: Yeah. And,
2: <laughs> and so uh, George Kennedy's son says, hey, they're up like on a, on a. Overseeing all this, like up on a ledge or somewhere, and he's like, "Hey, we need yeah. to go down there and do something." And Lance Hendrickson's like, "No, there's one of me and 25 of them. I'm not doing anything."
1: <laughs> and the kid's like,
2: "What do you mean?" But I'm here. And Lance Hendrickson uh, gives him a knife. let <laughs> go for it. Yeah, yeah, and you do just... it. <laughs> this Lance Hendrickson's a dick. Holy hell. <laughs>
3: Yeah, I mean, I was—I didn't know how they're going to get out of this. Considering there was twenty-five guys and just one of him, that did seem like ridiculous odds. And he somehow beat them all up. But yeah, he didn't even try; he just got the fuck yeah. out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> and that's the last we see of Elizabeth Caton. That's so. Um, if yeah. You're watching, if you're <laughs> watching this it. movie for Elizabeth Kate, <laughs> <laughs> you might as well turn it off. That's. I mean, that is. might have been
1: why I lost interest uh, before the end. And... <laughs>
2: Uh, But anyway, all right, so getting back to where we were in the movie, uh, the motorcycle gang starts causing trouble around town, and uh, one of the things they do is uh, George Kennedy's son was having a date with a cute little blonde girl, and they're riding his little Mm -hmm. quad around, and they cut him off, and uh, right away, what do they do? This, This gang, this marauding gang of savages, they go through town, they torment the citizens, and they rape all the women. These guys sound like real jerks. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, hurt. But yeah, I knew that was first, coming,
3: and it was great anyway. The first
2: thing they do is they just grab this little blonde girl, and they just start a raping. They just go right into the raping. <laughs> Man, good Lord.
3: I think they only just they tear her shirt open, and that's about as far as they get, as far as
2: I can tell. Well, they throw her down into a haystack, and then that guy, the, uh, <laughs> the Caitlyn Jenner guy, jumps on top of her, and he's, like, grunting. But uh, I don't know, whatever. But uh, uh, but while that's going on, uh, they tie him up with, uh, they tie the boy up, they knock him out, and then they uh, tie his foot up with a rope to the back of a motorcycle, and they just start dragging him through the town behind the motorcycle. <laughs> and, uh, but, but luckily, this is all happening right outside Stryker's window. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And finally,
3: after like two minutes of this, and the girl, you know, being
2: raped pretty much, like he finally calls out for Stryker. Like, why did you do that immediately? (laughs) And Stryker comes to the window, and he jumps out of the window, runs down the roof, and he does this nifty thing where he, it's kind of like the motorcycle is dragging him underneath like this over, uh, like this overhang, or I don't know what it was, like a walkway or whatever. And, And Stryker does this jump flip grabs onto the edge of it, and then, like, uh, <laughs> kicks the guy off the motorcycle. It was pretty impressive. Now, I'm guessing that wasn't yeah. Lance Hendricks, but it was uh, – did <laughs> Not it a fall. chance. Yeah. He was way too brittle <laughs> to be trying that. <laughs> yes, but it was pretty great. Uh, so he kicks him off the motorcycle, and then Lance Hendrickson starts dealing justice, you know, just uh, fighting people. Uh, now, is this, this may have been one of my favorite fight moments ever. They never did this in Daredevil. <laughs> But Lance, I think this is when it happened. Uh, Lance Hendrickson's fighting a bunch of people, and he grabs—he he just happens to back up, and there's, a like, a snake on the ground next to him. Oh,
3: yeah. <laughs> so yeah. he
2: just randomly, there's, a, like, a rattlesnake. He reaches down, grabs the rattlesnake by the neck, shoves uh-huh. it into the guy's throat. The rattlesnake bites the guy's throat, and he throws the snake away. That is the greatest thing I've ever seen in
3: movies. Oh, yeah. my God. That was the ball move, for sure.
2: Yep. <laughs> that is so great. That, oh, that. man. That's yeah, hey, Tommy, make a note for, sure. for that. Yeah, great uh, quesadilla yep. nominee. rattlesnake as a weapon. <laughs> yeah, rattlesnake as a weapon.
1: Man, that
2: was something. Um, is this also the time where he's fighting the guy with the drill? Or is that later I think on? So. Yeah,
3: yep, that is this one.
2: Yeah, a guy comes along. The guy actually drills
3: some other guy instead. <laughs> he he has a
2: giant power drill. Yeah. And, it, and it's plugged in. So there's, <laughs> he's dragging his sword by <laughs> and he goes. This must and be where they got like, the
1: idea for that, uh, what was that movie Larry had us watch?
2: With the girl in the, the buzzsaw, <laughs> and she's running up the stairs. Yeah. And it's plugged in, and it yanked her back.
1: <laughs> Wasn't there a guy who ran a dr- like someone was on a toilet jerking off to a picture of oh, mom that, yeah, and the, the other cool guy had party the drill? Massacre. Yeah, yeah.
2: Pool party massacre. Yeah, the drill bit right through the wall. Yeah. What was that movie with the girl running up the steps with the buzzsaw saw when it was chain? It was remember in the it was plugged in and it yanked her back down the stairs because the cord. Yeah. Hmm. That was probably one of them slumber party massacre. Deals. One of them.
3: Could yeah, be. that could be. Oh, yeah, it definitely was. Yeah, the one with the driller killer.
2: Yeah, another drill. <laughs>
0: yeah.
2: Uh, and then there was also another guy who had some sort of a weapon. Uh, maybe just a, But this fight scene, again, it was another one of them slow-motion fight scenes where everything is just like... But, uh, but the snake is awesome. Kills that guy. Yeah.
3: A snake. <laughs> that was great. So, I mean, it took a lot of time to bend down, grab the snake, and then... Jabbing the guy in yeah. the jugular like, why wasn't the guy like hitting him the whole time?
2: It was amazing Now we never even see that little blonde again, right? Like she doesn't show up at all. The rest of the movie, right? So the rape victims just no. tossed aside. You don't even see them anymore. She's probably exploded in the town later on. This is like They're a precursor to the uh to the Canadian world junior hockey uh teams right, are you guys following that story? <laughs> are you guys aware of this story? No No. So there's a, big, there's a big controversy right now in the hockey world. Uh, the Canadian junior national team, it has come out that uh, years ago, there was apparently uh, one of the hockey players uh, took a girl back to his hotel room and they had uh, consensual sex. And then uh, afterwards, he opened up the door and let in seven of his team members and they all like uh, had their way with the lady. And she was not Ooh. part of that. She wanted nothing to do with it. So, But they covered it up for years, and I can't remember what year that team was. Uh, was it Sidney Crosby? No, 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 no. It was, it was like maybe like the 2000. I can't remember. It's, it's all over the news if you find it. So that's been going on for several weeks, and it's caused a big controversy. And now today, uh, I saw before the show that there's also, they're investigating a gang rape that happened with the 2003 National Canadian Junior Team. So he, apparently, in this case, 2003, that was Mark andre Fleury's team. But I'm guessing Fleury
1: wasn't
2: involved. I'm going to guess he wasn't involved. He's a really good dude. But uh, there were uh, apparently And Patrick Kane's uh,
1: American, so he's also not involved in Yeah, he, to he wasn't involved there. in
2: this either. Uh, but the, there, a, a videotape existed of uh, there was a girl who was passed out on a pool table, and uh, six or seven guys taking turns on her. And she was unresponsive. And this was videotaped. (laughs) Yeah. And then someone uh, apparently destroyed the videotape. But this was 2003, and they've been covering up ever since then. And uh, then I saw that there's an investigation into the 2018 Canadian Jews. (laughs) Like, what the fuck is happening? (laughs) It's like a tradition. Yes. This is it. this is like that Mrs. Uh, kinda like that Miss Tree book we uh, we did for Flea Market Fantasy, Jank, but you weren't there. Oh uh, yeah. But well, in that one that it one. turned out that it wasn't a gang rape. It, it was just a a party. But in these <laughs> yeah. But she the one on the it. pool table isn't that basically the Jodie Foster movie, The Accused? Do you remember that when she won like the Oscar for that? Yeah, like,
3: on the pinball table or the pinball. Yeah, pinball.
2: Ball. Yeah. So it's like, man, this is what is going on in the Canadian Junior Hockey Association. Holy fuck. I don't know. We'll get into it later, maybe. Yeah, that's not good. But, uh, <laughs> um, so getting back to fictional rapes, uh, yeah, the, the little blonde and Elizabeth Caton, never see him again after they're victimized. Uh, but they, they take the brother back to uh, George Kennedy's house to clean him up, and he's all bloody and whatnot. And uh, George Kennedy's like, yeah, man, what's going on here, you know? They're dragging my son through the town we got to do something about this right we got to do something yeah but lance hendrickson says i don't want any part of this i don't want to go into a war with people i love and watch them die ever again
0: so he grabs his leather
2: jacket and he hightails the hell out of town he leaves them.
1: he just says i'm out of here yeah, because uh, I don't know if we mentioned it, but apparently Lance Hendrickson used to work for the company. So I think he was a CIA man down in South America, it sounds like. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> uh, when, when him and George Kennedy first uh, meet, or we first get to George Kennedy's house, they're talking about all the all the missions I think they were on, blowing people up in Guatemala or whatever they were talking about. Yeah. Because he was like James so- Bond and George Kennedy was his cue making all the weapons, I think. Oh, how about that?
0: <laughs> so, uh,
1: At least that's what I took from it. I don't know if that's what the movie said, but that, that was the movie in my head anyways.
2: Well, that, that yeah, that me. makes sense. Yeah. So, while this is going on, uh, the, the gang also, Pig Iron, they want to get the zero out of prison, you know, cause he's still in jail there. And, uh, so so Pig Iron shows up at the uh, police station, and he's just giving the deputy and the sheriff and the, the little sidekick yeah. guy, he's giving them the well, business.
3: Well, first there's their, uh, they're having their big like, party at night, which would get probably yeah. the most boobs of the whole movie. Oh, <laughs> in yeah, this, I forgot about the that. Scene, around the, like, the big fire.
2: Yeah, there's like a nighttime campfire scene. They're all just partying, drinking, boozing it yeah. up. Yeah. And uh, every once in a while, yeah, they
3: naked just and dancing.
2: There, there's, a, there's one very gifted woman there. Um in the uh, yeah. arrest department. And you would just pan through the crowd, you'd see random boobs. Yeah.
1: Um but uh so after they party also they before go before they go to the police station there's like a military base nearby. Oh yeah. Oh I Yeah, so they sent some of their
3: <laughs> This is ridiculous. I loved it. Some of their ladies go,
1: uh I guess everybody except for two guards are off on maneuvers. So there's only two guards at this military base. Yeah. And they're standing in front of a gate that's just uh, got a little chain around it to keep it shut. And the uh, the ladies say, oh, we've been roughed up by these motorcycles. You know, we need you to help us. We got a flat tire or whatever. And the uh, the guards say, no, we can't we can't let you in. You know, we're the only two guys here. And uh, but the ladies, you know, they put on their feminine wiles and convince them, hey, you know, you let us well, in, we're gonna have a good time. Help, well, the help. one Those
3: bikers were trying to rape us. Now let us in so we can make sweet love to you, because obviously yeah. you're very horny. <laughs> one,
2: one of the ladies is <laughs> getting,
3: getting almost raped.
2: <laughs> one of the ladies is wearing one of the greatest dresses I've ever seen in my life. It's just yeah. like this little yeah. blue dress. That I, I don't know. It's it's really impressive. Um, I mean, but, I uh, would have opened the gate. I'll say that. Yes, I yeah, definitely uh, would yeah. have opened the gate. So, but the two military guys, they walk away from the gate to have a little private conversation because the one guy's saying we can't do this, and the other guy's saying, he's like, hey Jimmy, look over there at that sign. What does it say? To serve and protect. It's our job yeah. to protect those women, and if we protect them, they might service us. You know what I mean? Wink, wink, <laughs> <to that sign. laughs> so then it finally dawns on the other guy. Oh, we could have sex with those ladies. Oh, all right, let's go. And they let yeah. them in. And of course, the, the ladies start they start making out, and uh, but from behind them comes pig iron, you know, and all the uh, savages. Yeah, you know, they come into the. Well, the one guy, base. the one guard, is like grabbing her ass, and you see, like, uh oh, yeah.
3: she's got the brand on her ass, just in case you thought they were. Yeah. Up <laughs>
2: yeah, and uh, to to grab her her naked ass, uh, he had to lift up the dress, and that involved moving the hem of the dress one millimeter, because the hem <laughs> of the dress is right there. Where the ass ends. So uh uh Pig Iron and the guys come in and uh now they gotta get their plan to get zero out. Now they went to that military base. Why did they go to the military base? Oh, I wonder why. Why they did they go? There? <laughs> no. Well yeah, I was gonna that was gonna be the big uh the reveal here, tough I was setting it up. But yeah, yeah, they stole a tank. They stole a tank. Yeah. So uh It was
3: very uh, Walking Dead to me, this whole thing. (laughs) I
0: wonder if Robert
3: Kirkman got some of this stuff. The governor shows up with a tank at one point. Oh, okay. (laughs) He's just like storming down on their prison that they're living in with this tank.
2: Well, he had to have. Yeah, he had to because, I mean, (laughs) it's clearly Savage Dawn trademarked. That's uh, (laughs) awesome. (laughs) The governor looks not unlike,
3: you know, the the leader of the gang here.
2: (laughs) Oh, really? I've never seen that show. Yeah. Uh, but, but Pig Iron shows up to the jail cell And he starts uh, giving them the business Just to get arrested So they arrest him and put him in the jail cell Why did he have to do that? Like I don't know why he had to do that He did not have to It yeah. made no sense yeah. <laughs> uh, but, but the minute he's thrown in the jail cell A zero They look out the window of the jail cell And here comes the tank And they just run right through the jail And uh, to free zero and Pig Iron And they got a tank Look the fuck out <laughs> <Yep. coughs> they got it. Yep. They just go on a rampage through the town with this tank, and they're just uh, taking over the town. But
3: uh, yeah, they're like, we're going to have a big party here, and uh, the only rules are and you, you, none of you can leave, and you can't bring anybody in from the outside.
2: Yeah, I mean that's not bad. <laughs> Yeah, pretty good party. Yeah, sounds, sounds pretty good. good. <laughs> uh, but they like oh, we should mention them pay the pay cover uh,
3: charge or anything. The
2: the may well, well that's what the raping's for. That's the cover charge. You got <laughs> But the, the mayor of this town is uh, also the reverend, and uh, so when they show up <laughs> yeah, in the town yeah, to have their party, they blow up like a they blow up something. I don't know what they blow up like a, a bell tower or something. Some kind of tower. Yeah. yeah and the reverend this holy man comes out of the church and he's followed by a young lady who's uh, buttoning up her mm-hmm. top and straightening her skirt so clearly this reverend is not a man of god <laughs> he is not a uh, <laughs> no. man of god
3: there was a great um, part
2: earlier where like the the one girl in the gang
3: like was talking to him and uh like he was kind of looking at her and it's like she's something about like your kid sucking eyes <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> that was that, that was the uh, good line. but that was the Susanna Hoff lady again, right? That was her. Right?
3: Yeah. Yep. That's yeah. the one. There was so, uh, part earlier.
2: So they're having their big party, and we might as well stick with them. I don't know if the sequence is correct, but uh, Susanna Hoff goes into the church, and uh, as soon as she goes in the church, she like takes off her. It looks like she's undressing, but uh, she's in this slinky little dress, and she's reading a, a Bible, I guess, or something. And uh, that the Reverend walks up behind her. And he's like, hey, young lady, I'm a man of God, and I can forgive you of all your sins. All you have to do is yeah. Right? Isn't that what he says, basically?
3: <laughs> Pretty much. Like, yeah. I'm a vessel of God, so if you, you oh. know, come in contact with me, it'll cleanse you of all your sins. <laughs> if
2: you come in so. contact with my vessel. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And by that, he means his, his wang. He's talking about his wang. Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she gets naked, and she was looking good, so... Thanks for you, uh, fake Susanna Hoffs. Um, mm-hmm. and, and they have the sex. And as soon as they're done having the sex, <clears throat> Pig Iron walks in, and he catches him in the act, and the Reverend's all embarrassed. Like, oh, no, you caught me having sex with this really hot Susanna Hoffs. And, and she's kind of, like, uh, r- ripping on the Reverend, saying, hey, I wasn't that great or anything, but uh, I had the sex with him. Because I guess that was the plan. They needed to blackmail this Reverend. So they had – now, I don't know um, – Maybe yeah, if I'm Susanna Hoffs. Why? What I'm, what I'm saying is, hey, I'll why go that through this. Why have a plan, plan, but,
1: reference, though? Yeah,
2: because, well, we'll get into that in a second. But uh, they already knew he was having sex with young girls when they, he, like, walked out and that other yeah. girl walked out behind him. So why do you? But uh, if I'm Susanna Hoffs and they tells me this plan, I'm like, all right, Pig Iron, I'll go through with some of this. But, hey, how about uh, you walk in before we actually have sex?
0: Maybe, <laughs> <Right>. like,
2: <laughs> yeah. They didn't even get, like, pictures
3: or something for proof. They could have just said he did anyway. <laughs> like,
2: but, but this Susanna Hoffs, she was like, yeah, I'm fine. I'll just have sex with him, whatever. Who cares? Because <clears throat> the, uh, she gets up and she's getting dressed, and she stood there. Uh, we see her from the back without her pants for a long time. Uh, but uh, yeah. she says something like, yeah, he redeemed the hell out of me, or something like that. You know, like, he really gave me the Holy Spirit, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, but I'm, I'm leaving. So Pig Iron says, "Hey Reverend, don't worry, we won't tell any of your constituents that uh, you know you're sleeping with uh, the ladies." But uh, we, but I think they needed him to do something for them, Tuffy. So they send the Reverend to go to uh, yeah. George Kennedy's house, and he was supposed to like uh, like seem like he need like broker a deal with them. But is he really just a distraction for Spider to hop out of the car and shoot them?
1: Yeah
2: but Lance Hendrickson is so uh, this is another one of my favorite parts of the movie when the reverend shows up at their house um, because uh, he like right away the daughter Katie she runs out with the shotgun she's quick with the shotgun this Katie and uh, and she runs out and she sees that it's the reverend and he gets out of the car and he's like hey it's just me and he's hands up and he's like don't worry and then Lance Hendrickson from the bottom of the screen just pops into frame and the reverend looks over at me and goes oh I didn't see you there striker and, and he says you weren't supposed to. That's one of my favorite moments. Because where the fuck did Lance Hendrickson come from? That's what I wanted. Like, what
3: the <laughs> <fuck>? <laughs> He's also a ninja. Yeah,
2: I know he just pops out of nowhere. <laughs>
0: to.
2: So, uh, yeah, like I, I think the plan was for the the Reverend to like get their defenses down. You know, hey, it's just me, a man of God, coming in peace, uh, asking for help or whatever. But then Lance Hendrickson, hey, says, "Why is he doing this? He's got to be working an angle." So he goes and he oh, he he knows that Spider, someone's in the back seat of that car. So he goes over and grabs Spider, and uh, oh, again, he's just like grabbing his arm and twisting his arm or something. Um, and uh, what, what does Spider say here? He says something. He has a line that was something like uh, they're going to kill him or something. But I can't remember what it is. I don't know. Anything? Anybody remember no.
1: that? No. All right. Again, uh, I was in the table, of been off screen for about 50 minutes at this point. So,
2: <laughs> but th- th-
1: this is the point
2: where uh, Hendrickson tells George Kennedy, "Hey, I'm leaving. I'm getting out of this. Uh, I'm out." So he leaves. Yeah. Then George Kennedy and his kids they organize. Apparently, this town that they're in, this border town, there's a prominent Chinatown area of this border town. <laughs> Yeah, like, did you? Understand?
3: There's I a, not introduced earlier that, that I
2: remember. No, there's a lot of Chinese people helping them yeah. now with their plan, and they were never introduced in the movie at all until this point. Like, where did these people come from? But <laughs> they're helping George Kennedy and his fa- and his family try and fight back against the uh, bad guys. So apparently, part of the plan is for Katie, the daughter to go just get the shit kicked out of her by Karen Black. That's part of the plan. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess she's the, the distraction. The <laughs> yeah, she's the distraction. Um, yeah, she, cause Karen Black, she likes to sit on top of the tank telling Pig Iron what to do. And she likes to sit with the turret right between her legs. Symbolism there, I'm sure.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, but then she uh, <laughs> hops down, because this Katie walks up and she says, hey, Pig Iron... Uh, why don't, when you're done with that old lady, why don't you keep me in mind? You know, cause I'm young and hot. And, uh, and Karen Black says, how dare you? And she hops off the tank and, uh, she just starts beating the fuck out of Katie. I thought Katie was like going to fight her back at some point. Nope. Never happened. Katie's just getting hammered, like ground and pound for 15 minutes. <laughs> bang, 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 bang. And, uh, the The take down I don't know if you guys noticed that take down it was uh, quite the uh the jujitsu that uh Karen Black forgot <laughs> so, somehow I remember her
3: grabbing her leg in a weird way
1: of like <laughs>
2: yeah Katie's playing right air leg guitar with her leg stayed straight, yeah, it stayed straight yeah. up in the air throughout the takedown. I don't know how they did it or it was very <laughs> weird when <laughs> she took her down uh also. I thought there was a point where uh, Karen Black. I thought she stabbed her in the chest at one point, but I don't. She didn't, right? She just like grabbed her nipple, and was like twisting her nipple.
3: Gave her a nipple twist.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I thought she stabbed her, and I'm like, wait, purple uh, (laughs) nipple. But yeah, she just beats the holy fuck out of Katie. So while that's the distraction, Pig Iron's distracted watching the cat fight going on. He, uh, George Kennedy, he gets Willard, that that uh, mentally handicapped kid with the doll. Uh, Because Will is crying because the bad men hurt Andy real bad. So George Kennedy said, oh, so they even raped the doll is what I gathered from that. They they even had to rape the baby doll. And uh, George Kennedy said, hey, well, let me see Andy. I can fix up Andy. Here's what I want you to do. But he cuts a hole. Yeah, he gives Andy a surgery by sticking a stick of dynamite up her. (laughs) in <laughs> Yeah.
3: Yeah. Willard was so here. upset that his doll was hurt by these bikers, and now this guy's going to fucking blow it up, and somehow he's
2: okay with it. Yeah, George Kennedy was like, here, I'll fix up Andy real good. Push up dynamite up her ass. And here's what I want you to do, Willard. I want you to pull this cord and count to ten, then, like, what, throw it, and then count to ten again or something? He gives him these very good directions. To a <laughs>
1: mentally handicapped fella, And he's like, yeah, this is going to
0: yeah. work.
1: I want to give him these idiot yeah. directions. <laughs> and the 10 <laughs> seconds is like for him to run away before this thing blows up real good. So yes. if the handicapped guy mm-hmm. doesn't follow his directions, yes. he's going to blow himself up. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I assumed
2: was going to happen. So uh, yep. But we see Andy. He walks over then, and he, uh, he finds two guys on like some uh, – They're not on the tank. They're on just like some uh, vehicle with guns or whatever. And he walks up to them, and he's like, Hey, look at my dolly. He pulls the cord and gives them the doll. And they're looking at the doll, and then they're passing it around back to each other. And then they throw it back to Andy. And Andy catches (laughs) it, and he's like, Oh,
3: but Andy (laughs) realizes,
2: Oh, shit, this ain't good. So Andy walks over, just slams it into the car, and it starts walking off, and it blows up. Boom. So Andy, yeah. and, or Willard, his name's Willard. Andy was the doll. Willard did his job. But Willard didn't seem too broken up that he just exploded Andy. Like, Andy is now blown to the no. The yeah.
3: ultimate,
2: it's the ultimate boo-boo. <laughs> so, uh, George Kennedy's son also uh, goes to the gas station, and he, and he gets help from a Chinese lad, who, again, we have no idea who this kid is. He just shows up and says, hey, can yeah. I help you? He's like all right, sure. <laughs> so uh, they they fill up a garbage bag with gasoline. They tie it <laughs> yeah. by uh, between the, the gas pumps. It's hanging by a rope, and they light like a can of sterno beneath it. So there's a flame coming up, and they they like push the bag. So this bag of gasoline is just swinging back and forth over this flame, and I, <laughs> incredibly, it blows up just when they needed it to. I don't know how they timed it. Yeah, guys, but. Uh,
3: I feel like a nice Molotov cocktail would have been a lot simpler. <laughs>
2: yeah. <laughs> and you could
3: have just thrown it when you needed to.
2: <laughs> but, but the gas station blows up, so that's another distraction. George Kennedy, his plan was based on distractions. That was his big thing, the distraction. Katie, <laughs> go get this shit kicked out of you for a distraction. You, son, go <laughs> blow up a gas station for a distraction. Willard, don't make a di- but then uh, George Kennedy has made a homemade RPG. He has a homemade rocket yeah. launcher. And so
3: he's going to give him the coup de gras. So he's going to take That'd out
2: be the tank. ass. And, and he's in this little like uh, half motorcycle, half uh, like he's in a sidecar of a motorcycle, but he's driving the motorcycle as well. And so he's he's taking aim on the tank. He's like twelve feet away from the tank with his RPG. And he misses mm-hmm. it by a mile. It goes way over the tank. <laughs> well, he can't get it up. to
3: shoot, and then the tank goes by, and then he just decides to shoot at like some
2: bi- like a couple of bikers, and he can't even hit them either. <laughs> but, but he like shoot. But his first shot, he he still aims at the tank. You, like after he fixes the RPG, he's still aiming at the back of the tank, like the the last wheel of the tra- and he still just misses it by a wide margin, and it blows up like a. Uh, <laughs> Like a convenient, like a, just a building, and then the, yeah, the bikers yeah. are coming at him, and then he misses them, and then the explosion knocks them off their bike, and then that spider fella is still back. He he shows up again, so I guess they didn't like. You think they would have arrested him or tied him up at least, but no, he's back, and he says, "Hey, you you little cripple, you just wait right there. I got I got something for you," and he goes and gets in his car, and he's running his car at George Kennedy, and George Kennedy uh, hits him with an RPG and blows the car, and it goes flying and. Like an episode of Chips, going spinning through the air and everything. So that was pretty good. <laughs> um, and then, oh, Karen Black gets run over by the tank at some point. Remember that?
3: Yeah. Well, I think first the the preacher mayor guy gets run over. He's like in a car. Oh. Yeah,
2: he's in a car, <laughs> and, he and kicks the tank's the running windshield. over the
3: car, and he's yeah, he's trying to get out by kicking out the windshield, but it doesn't work.
2: <laughs> and yeah, he you just, think just he's gonna? Yeah, you think he's going to get out because he kicks through the windshield and he starts crawling out, but he doesn't make it, and they run right over nope. him and smush him. Oh my
3: goodness, <laughs> it was pretty great. You could definitely see when it switched to being a dummy. <laughs>
2: so then, uh, like like we mentioned, Karen Black likes to ride along on the tank, like up on the turn, and uh, but at some point, like the tank goes out of control or something, right? Or
3: cuz she's like <laughs> well she's i think she's riding on the thing and then she just kind of loses her balance and falls off so she's hanging oh, from the turret for a little bit but like, and no then one's she just kind of loses her grip and yeah but like <laughs> yeah. is anyone
2: driving it somebody must like, be pig driving
3: iron... inside i guess one of the bikes like, must like, be in there
2: cuz pig iron is somehow not there though when it happens right wasn't he off the tank at that point i kind of felt yeah. like the tank was out of control and she was hanging onto it
3: and oh, maybe and she
2: I don't know, though. And she loses her grip, and she falls right in front of the tank. Now, she's not under the tread. She's, like, in the middle of the tank. you're like, oh, might, maybe she'll survive. No, she gets crushed under it. She still gets crushed. Karen like <laughs> yeah. Black's dead. Um, so, so then, uh, oh, oh, well, we, we forgot to mention Lance Hendricks shows up and saves the day. Because, like, this is all um, – they had cornered George Kennedy at one point, and it looked like they were going to kill George Kennedy. Mm-hmm. And then Lance Hendrick, Hendrickson shows up on his motorcycle, and he starts just going ape shit and uh, <laughs> <laughs> he starts murdering everything that moves this Lance Hendrickson he's just killing everybody but it's a good so, thing he saved
3: George Kennedy just so he gets shot you know and again in two minutes
2: <laughs> i I want to say I want to say the reason the tank went out of control is because Lance Hendrickson jumped his motorcycle over the tank and like knocked pig iron off the top of the tank. <laughs> I don't know if that's what that happened, but that's what I'm going to say happened because I, I do remember him jumping his motorcycle over top of something and maybe he picked off pig iron and then that's how she got knocked off and fell. Um, hmm. So after, after he's killing everybody uh, it eventually comes to him and pig iron and they have cause pig iron has a bad leg and he also keeps like a sword tucked into like the thing on his leg
0: yeah.
1: did we miss the weird. part
2: where they go to the barber to get his hair cut uh, yeah we mentioned it that earlier that <laughs> yeah. was Sam Kinison is the barber and Zero he's talking to him about the being a Christian and Zero just gets tired of hearing about it so he kills Sam Kinison he breaks a beer bottle and slices his throat and then when he's on the ground he shoots him and then Zero's buddy goes hey I wanted a haircut yeah <laughs> hey, I <wanted> a haircut. <laughs> yeah. He killed Sam Kinison Um, But uh, yeah, Lance Hendrickson kills everybody And then him and Pig Iron get in a fight Pig Iron's swinging that sword at him And uh, Lance Hendrickson somehow Gets uh, Pig Iron like belly first Pressed against A a gun Like a a vehicle's gun And then he pulls the trigger And shoots the gun through Pig Iron And kills him Yeah Yeah. So there it is, the movie's over He kills the (laughs) leader of the gang (laughs) No, nope, that's not what happens at all, because, uh, well, uh, the, the, the whole town around them is burning. George Kennedy's dead. He got shot at some point as well. A pig iron shot him and yeah. killed him at some point. And it looks so awkward, because he's still sitting in
3: his you know, wheelchair motorbike thing, but he just kind of looks constipated, like he's just sitting there with like a grimace on his face that he's supposed to be dead. <laughs> but,
2: but he gives a speech before he dies. He says, all these rockets and bombs... And I got killed by a bullet this big. And he just shows a itty bitty bullet. He's like, a bullet this big killed me. And then he dies. <laughs> so uh, then Lance Hendrickson kills Pig Iron. And then, so the town's burning. Everything's on fire. All these people are dead. And he walks up uh, to uh, Katie and the brother. And he looks at Katie. And uh, he just puts his arms out of his sides like, well, there you go. That's what you get when you want Stryker to get involved. And then he hops on his motorcycle <laughs> and rides off. He just takes off. So, mm-hmm. the movie's over, right, Jank? The movie's over.
3: Yeah. Oh, no, definitely. They cleaned up everything. Spikers are gone. Nothing left to do.
2: Not so fast, my friend. Because what? Lance Hendrickson still has to hunt down Randy Quaid and Spider. He can't let them get away. Why, yeah. Tuffy, why do you think they did this? Do you, like... The movie should have ended when Pig Iron died. He was the boss. Yeah. You take him out. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie.
1: Why did they do this, Tubby? I have no idea why they did a lot of things that happened this movie. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: it would be like if you blew up the Death Star and took out, like, you know, the Emperor and Darth Vader, and they're yeah. like, well, we still got to go after, like, you know, Grand Moff Tarkin.
2: Like, yes, there's no
3: fucking sense.
2: <laughs> I don't understand this at all. So we get another like fifteen minutes, ten fifteen minutes of uh Stryker chasing pig or uh uh what's his name? Um Randy Quaid. I don't know what his name is. Uh chasing Randy Quaid and Spider through like an oil refinery or something. And they're like going up all these yeah. these giant silos and shit and I don't know. It's somehow, a, it's a, somehow the one guy brings his motorcycle up like a
3: spirally staircase.
2: <laughs> and <laughs> Oh, yeah. Wait, wait, somewhere wait, wait like And Lance
3: Hendrickson has to kind of, like, jump down from a spot. And somehow this guy got a whole motorcycle
2: up there. Well, the best part is we see Lance Hendrickson climbing this giant spiral car- uh, staircase around this in- enormous silo thing or whatever. And he gets to the top. <laughs> and then he's walking in this, like, walkway between two giant silos. <laughs> And then, like, this panel, like, I don't know, this door or something falls down. And there's uh, Randy Quaid on his motorcycle. And he says, surprise. Yeah, like, how the fuck did you get that motorcycle <laughs> up there? That's the surprise. <laughs> how did that yeah. happen?
3: <laughs>
2: In a very yeah. short amount of time, yeah. somehow he got this motorcycle up there. <laughs> so he starts chasing him on his motorcycle. But Lance Hendrickson just, like, he, he's running away from him. But then he just turns around and knocks him off the motorcycle. And there's a big fight going on. He eventually throws Spider off like the stair, off the silo, and he falls to his death. And then mm-hmm. he, I guess, at the end, he, he tricks uh, Randy Quaid to step into like a uh, one. What do they call those toughy? Uh, where they put the rope on the ground. Uh, you catch pigs in them, you know? Where they catch him around the oh. leg and hoist him up in the air, like a snare. Yeah, a
1: snare. Yeah, yeah.
2: So he somehow gets him caught in one of those. And uh, he's hanging them upside down, and he has them attached to, like, a a crane, a pulley system or something, and he, like, it it just yanks them up real high, and it it pulls them through a metal grate at the top and, like, rips them up, I guess. (laughs) Yeah, we assume it does. Yeah, Yeah. because they cut away beforehand. And and then Lance Henderson just walks away, and we see him walking on the railroad tracks off into the sunset. And that's how the movie ends. Just like the
3: Incredible Hulk. <laughs> they just need yeah. that sad piano music.
2: So there it is. That's the end of the movie. It's like, what the fuck did I just watch? Why did it end there? Like, why? Like, you, yeah. have, you, have, you have to end the movie in the town with the daughter and the son and him saying, hey, this is what, I, this is what happens. And then he rides off. There, that's the end. The rest you know. of it, I don't know what they were doing. Because it's not like they needed more to pad out the film. It was already too long. You know? We could have just... Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> they must have had access to that location. And they're like, well, we got to use it.
2: <laughs> Even if it doesn't <laughs> make any sense. This is too good to let slip.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, uh, so there now. it is. Savage, Dawn, Jank, did we miss anything?
3: Uh, I don't think so. I mean, there was a good line early on. Um, when Lance Hendrickson was first going up against those bikers. And he said something like, don't touch me unless you love me. (laughs) I really like that.
1: Uh, Don't touch me unless you love me.
2: (laughs) Uh, Tuffy, anything else that we missed?
1: Now, I'd say we covered it.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Um, I enjoyed it. I thought it was a fun film. Uh, A lot of crazy shit happens. It's too long, you know. It's way too long.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh but man, there the, the rattlesnake death scene, uh, there's a couple really good lines. <laughs> uh just a lot of yeah. stuff blowing up. Um Susanna Hoffs, uh that was nice. Uh the military yeah. base thing, <laughs> that, was, that was great. Um so I don't know. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'll, on on a bad movie scale, this has pretty much everything you want. I mean, I'll give it an eight. Yeah. I enjoyed it. I That's enjoyed what it. I was
3: thinking as well. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah, damn solid.
1: Uh, <laughs> it loses points for casting Elizabeth Caton but not really using her. <laughs> uh, and yeah. then, like, Lance Hendrickson has to care about something before he comes back at the end. But he is happy to watch anybody in the world get raped to <laughs> no end. <laughs>
3: well, not George Kennedy. He would have drawn a line about if George Kennedy was getting raped. Uh,
1: <laughs> well, that was the thing, is George Kennedy is this old friend of his, and he goes to visit him, and then doesn't really seem to like him that much.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs>
2: well, he came back in the a lot because of he likes George together. Kennedy. He loves George Kennedy. Yeah. But, but the reason he left was he said he didn't want to go to war with anyone he loved so he loves george kennedy and his family he doesn't want to see them die well, in a war i think he loved george
1: kennedy's daughter i don't know
2: if he loved george kennedy
3: <laughs> yeah oh we not talk know, about that seemed like they were making out in like a watchtower or something <laughs>
2: uh but they they didn't they didn't make a sweet sweet love right they they just he, she took her up there uh, like he,
3: they might have. she
2: took them she took him up above the town to like look down at the town and just like take it all in in like a romantic view or whatever uh, but I guess they were kissing. But, yeah, I don't remember how that ended. Did, did it, like, fade to black with them kissing, or I don't – I can't remember. Yeah, I think I so. I don't remember. Yeah. Maybe they did make the sweet, sweet love.
3: That uh, Lance Henderson. <laughs> yeah, oh, we yeah. don't know.
0: He's a tough guy.
2: <laughs> so, uh, yeah, cause I was torn between seven and an eight on this. But, I mean, that rattlesnake death. Come on, it's an eight. I think i like a six. A six for Tuffy. All right. That's uh, understandable.
3: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Elizabeth Caton thing no, really just took the wind way, out of his
2: sails. Way,
1: way too long.
2: Yeah, it is way too long. But I really, I didn't have high hopes going into this. I thought it was going to be terrible, but I really enjoyed it. I was like, oh, well, this is pretty good. This is this isn't too bad. So
3: yeah, all right. same.
2: All right. So next week, Tuffy's not here. Jank will be here. Yeah. Uh, we got one week left before going eighth in August. So, Jank, uh, uh, <laughs> choose wisely. You know.
0: Wisely.
3: Okay, I think I have one in mind, but you want to announce sure
0: it. Nothing else jumps oh, right in sure. my.
3: Um, All right. Yeah, but I think probably end up going with Death Spa. It's Death Spa.
2: <laughs> I've encountered this title <laughs> yeah. before somewhere because one of our ladies that we watched is in this, right? Someone. Oh. I don't
3: know. I saw this. I, I want to say at least a decade
2: ago. I don't remember much about it. (laughs) Uh, Here's the part of the show where we Google things, because I know I encountered this uh, when I was doing research on these shitty movies that we watch, and uh, I saw Death Spa. Um, Let's look at the cast. Um, Hmm, maybe maybe it wasn't an actress. Maybe it was like a writer director. I know oh i'm not I'm not seeing anyone that we recognize huh all right, well, death Spa next week yeah.
3: or a a friend of Becky might be good
2: looking. Oh, but you know what it was wasn't there a movie uh, recently where they had Death Spa written on a wall somewhere, and like hmm. but it and I think I re- that was a trivia note that oh, but a movie called Death Spa came out the next year or something, but it wasn't related to it. Oh, I wonder oh, what it that was. would have been. Yeah, fuck.
3: <laughs> well, do your scholarly research for next week. Yeah, and yeah, I guess.
2: Yeah. <laughs> all right, uh, so that'll be next week. Death Spa, two times. Um, all right, anything yeah. else left for this Michael week? Mike Alhofer. Yeah, we'll see. Uh, do you want,
1: do a, you want to do a quick SummerSlam preview this week since uh, I'm on high betas next week?
2: Well, we don't know what the preview is going to be because Brock Lesnar may not be there. Like, <laughs> who knows what the...
1: Well, he'll be there.
2: But what are the other big matches, Becky versus Bianca? Uh,
1: yeah. I mean, uh, Liv Bianca? versus Ronda.
2: Yeah, it's weird. I think they're going to have Liv win again, even though it's crazy to Liv Morgan beating Ronda Rousey in a fight. But all right. Um, yeah. <laughs> Does Bianca Bianca well, beat is her Becky? Legs right? still messed up? No, they had they kind of promo tonight on SmackDown that I watched uh, before the show, and and Ronda actually did a pretty good job on the promo. Like they were face to face backstage talking, and Ronda actually did a pretty good job. It was probably the best promo I've ever seen. do. Which wow. you know, it's a low bar <laughs> still. Um, yeah, that's right. <laughs> Uh, But Bianca and Becky, like, Bianca wins, right?
1: I think so, yeah.
2: Hey, by the way, uh, have you seen what's going on with Rhea Ripley? Because, like, she, w- no. she was supposed to face Bianca, and I think they were building for Judgment Day and Rhea Ripley to, like, get the big push, and Rhea to beat Bianca yeah. at some point. But uh, then they said Rhea, she was out. They, the, the talk was it was a concussion because she did a spot in a match where she got, like, thrown, uh, like, to the mat near the ropes, and when her foot hit the bottom rope, her knee kicked back, and her face went forward, and she ended up accidentally kneeing herself in the face. So people thought she gave herself a concussion, but then, like, last week on Instagram or something, Rhea Ripley put out pictures of her, and she has a heart monitor on her chest. Huh. Mm. So I'm concerned about that, but I haven't heard anything else. Yeah. So, yeah, hopefully Rhea's all right. Because, man, she's yeah. really good. Yeah. Um. So, yeah, I think Bianca beats Becky. And Bailey might be coming back at SummerSlam. Yeah. That's a rumor.
0: They're...
2: So, now, does Bailey go to SmackDown again? Or does she go? Because she was feuding with Bianca when she got hurt. So maybe Bailey shows up then and goes after Bianca next on Raw. I don't know. Yeah. Uh, what uh, else?
3: You got, I feel like yeah. Becky has fought Bianca like twelve times already, and I don't even watch uh, this stuff. Welcome. I feel <laughs> like they're
0: always fighting.
1: Yeah. You also have uh, the Usos fighting the Street Profits again for the undisputed oh, geez, tag team. <laughs> yeah, for the
2: thousandth time.
1: <laughs> yeah, Becky
2: beat Bianca last year at SummerSlam in 26 seconds, because that's when Becky came back. Has that been a year already? Was that last SummerSlam she came
1: back? Yeah, yeah. that house. was last year.
2: That is nuts. Yeah, so Becky beat Bianca in 26 seconds, and that's where Becky turned heel, because all the fans were outraged that she beat Bianca so quick. So then Bianca was chasing Becky, and then she got the belt off Becky at WrestleMania, right? And that was a really good that's match. Tough. And so then Becky wanted to chase uh Bianca again to the title, but then Asuka uh, got in the way, so Becky and Asuka were for a long time. And then Becky finally got past Asuka, and now she's chasing Becky again, or I mean Bianca again. Hmm. So they've had two big matches at pay-per-views or premium live events. Uh, so this will be the third uh, big match, I guess. Um, but yeah, what do you do with Becky, though, if you have Becky lose to Bianca then? Because that, that means they're done, right? That their feud's done. So where does where does Becky go from there?
1: Uh, just kind of hang around until the Royal Rumble next year, and maybe wins that. <laughs> I don't know. Um,
2: yeah, they might have Becky win. I don't know. We'll see. Um, we'll see.
1: Yeah.
2: Uh, but yeah, there's really no other uh, big matches on. Uh, Gunther and Nakamura are going to be on SummerSlam.
1: Uh, well, you got, the uh, Lashley and, uh, Theory.
2: I guess, but again, we already the, saw it. Why do they keep doing yeah, this? Yeah. He's, <laughs> you
1: <laughs> you got the last one. Uh, Rollins and, uh, uh, who's he fighting? Is he fighting someone? Uh, Matt Riddle, I think, right?
2: Yeah, I think it's Matt Riddle.
1: Yes, Riddle and Rollins. That'll be good. <laughs>
2: Yeah, that'll be real good.
1: Uh, you got McAfee and Corbin.
2: Oh, yeah, that'll be good. Uh, Corbin attacked him again on tonight's SmackDown. And then McAfee okay. went to the ring and cut another amazing promo. Uh, Pat McAfee is very good at cutting promos. <laughs> he is very good. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, that'll be entertaining.
1: And, yeah. Uh, and then, of course, you have uh, The Miz and Logan Paul. <laughs>
2: That's right. Jank will want to watch that, I'm sure. Miz and Logan Paul. <laughs> <laughs> they, they still haven't announced anything about the women's tag titles. I
1: maybe they're just going to like forget they exist. I mean, because they've got to bring them back at some point. Now that Vince is gone, you know, I feel like there's a better chance they come back.
2: Yeah, if Stephanie's in charge, you think for sure she would bring them back, right? Come on, Steph, bring them back.
1: Because that could be like a good uh, like Survivor Series build-up. As you do a, like a tournament-style thing on Raw and SmackDown leading up to Survivor Series or something for the Women's Tag Team Championship on a SmackDown versus Raw thing. And, uh, Jake, uh,
2: this past Monday on Raw, uh, Bliss and Oscar were a tag team again, and this time oh. Oscar had matching gear. She wore her black uh, kind of gear, so she kind of matched with Ooh. Bliss. So it looks like they're going oh, in I like that it. direction. Yeah. So
3: Sweet. Um, then keep this belt alive. Never you do.
2: <laughs>
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> uh, people were trying to come up with names for their team. Uh, I thought they missed. Instead of Twisted Bliss,
1: Yeah. Mm, That'd be pretty good. Cool. Cool.
2: Not bad. Yeah. Um, I think they should just be Oscar and that other lady. That should be the name of it. <laughs> uh,
3: I mean, Alexa <laughs> and Fuck <who>? you.
2: <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh, oh, Jack, another Oscar big uh, Alexa Bliss. Uh, another... Uh, Bliss note for you. Lily is back in the WWE store. Lily is back. The little <laughs> doll. Oh, thank God. Because they had sold out of Lily's. Lily is now restocked. You can order your Lily doll now, Jake. So you can be like <laughs> Willard and Savage Dawn. You can walk around with Lily.
3: And it's going to have dynamite in it, just in case I run across you someday.
2: <laughs> Talk okay. shit
3: about Alexa Bliss.
2: <laughs> but, uh, so, uh, but it, I think Nakamura and Gunther is going to be on there too, I believe, because it seems like they're building towards yeah, that. Dad. Um, I don't know. I think that's about it though.
1: Well, and then Roman versus Brock, maybe.
2: But what, what, <laughs> if, if Brock, if Brock leaves and he's done, what do you do with Roman there? Who, who steps in the ah, front
1: Throw Drew McIntyre in there or something.
2: I think they were saving Drew for that big pay-per-view they have coming up in uh, the U.K. Uh, yeah. Clash the Catholic. Catholic.
1: yeah, Yeah, I think they're saving
2: him for that. So uh, uh, Throw Kobe in there, maybe? I don't know. They, people were saying maybe Edge comes <laughs> Johnny back. Johnny Because they've been teasing yeah. Edge. Like, Edge is going to come back at some point here soon, but maybe they'll bring him back to do it then. But I, I don't know. Um, yeah, that could work. We'll see. All right. Uh, hey, hey, Tuffy, are you liking Max Dupree? Dupree? In the maximum male
1: models? <laughs> are you, you know, uh, the, well, uh, we'll see where it goes. I mean, uh, it's still early in the bit.
2: Like, do you know who Max Dupree is? Are you aware of who that is? No. Like, in, in the independent scene he was Eli Drake, and then uh, down in uh, NXT, he was L.A. Knight. And uh, okay. he's, a, he's a very good promo. Like, the first time I heard him, he's basically doing a, a cover band of The Rock in uh, Stone Cold, like if they had a baby. <laughs> he's, his promos are exactly Ooh. like them. But after a while, I'm like, all right, he's yeah. still very good. His big thing was, let me talk to you. That was his catchphrase. Let me talk to you. And he'd, uh, he'd start cutting a promo. Uh, so he's, he's really entertaining LA, as L.A. Knight. So they bring him up to the roster. He's an older fella. He's like 38, 39. So uh, yeah. they made him Max Dupree who's the real fancy lad who owns a male modeling agency. And then, uh, so all these uh, guys that can't get over it, it with their other gimmicks, they just make them male models, and now they're, uh, yeah. they're
1: doing that shit.
2: But <laughs> that's fine. It's a, it's a good little thing for these people who need uh, who need uh, that mean like or
1: whatever. Are going to be models now?
2: Uh, Mace is, but his name is now Massey, right? And uh, <laughs> 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 um, uh, who's the other kid? The... Uh, uh, the kid, uh, from Saudi Arabia, uh, Mansoor, uh, but his name yeah. is, what, how do they pronounce his name now? Mansua, I think Mansua. Okay. Right. He's a male model. And then tonight <laughs> he was supposed to, uh, debut his sister, Maxine Dupree. And, uh, no one knows who it's going to be. And word was, it's going to be Ginny, who was an NXT UK star. I like Ginny. And she's dating uh, Gunther now in real life. And uh, so like, oh, because her gimmick in NXT UK was she was a fashionista, like, uh, you know, one of the yeah. absolute and one percenter ladies. So they're like, oh, it's going to be Ginny. It's going to be Ginny. But then uh, they said, no, no, it's not going to be Ginny. And then I'm looking on Twitter right now, and it looks like it's going to be, uh, who is this lady? So Is that Sophia Cromwell? Is that her name from NXT? Uh, no She's She is idea. very good. She is very good looking. <laughs> um, I think that's who that is. I'm just looking at Twitter. Uh, uh, oh wait, Brock! It looks like Brock shows up. Yeah, Brock's on SmackDown. He showed up. Yeah. Brock. <laughs> Man, He's wrestling Brockham is
1: the worst. <laughs> they're the fucking worst. Because <laughs> uh, they just yeah, yeah, Keep the in mind is, uh, if Theory does anything with his money in the bank, there, which I'm assuming he doesn't.
2: Yeah, I'm going to guess he's going to be too intimidated to use it or something, right? Like whoever wins, he'll, yeah. he'll act like he'll, he'll run out it. and then yeah. yeah.
1: Whichever one wins will like stand up and knock him on his ass, and he won't actually cash in.
2: Uh, <laughs> but the uh, the wrestling journalists are the worst, like Dave Meltzer, Brian Alvarez, all those guys. They're the fucking worst. Uh, they get everything wrong. They just make mm-hmm. they just come up with their own ideas in their head, and they say, and then if it doesn't come true, they say, oh, change, plans changed. But, like, the biggest story in the history of wrestling, really, is Vince McMahon retiring. Not not a one of them had that story. Not a single goddamn one of them had that story. (laughs) So, it's like, what? They're all a bunch of fucking clowns. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, so Brock is at SmackDown. And uh, so, uh, no worries about Brock, I guess, at SummerSlam. So, that's
1: good. Yeah, the only story that's been true is that uh, Sasha and Naomi left SmackDown. (laughs)
2: <laughs> yeah, and no one knows what's going. Well, you think one of these journalists would, you know, talk to them and get their side of the story? But no, no one even fucking bothers yeah. to ask them about it.
3: Yeah. Uh, so maybe you need to start a new
2: uh, website, the LCS Wrestling. <laughs> yeah, it might be time. It might be time. Just cut promos on all these dumb fucks. Um. <laughs>
1: yeah. Mike Bell's five quesadilla matches.
2: Holy hell! It looks like. Uh, <laughs> As I'm looking at Twitter, it looks like Matthew Kachuk got traded from Calgary to Florida for Jonathan Huberdeau and Mackenzie Wieger. That is a huge <gasps> trade. Is uh, a really now we are trade. Why
3: didn't you tell me to sit down for that first? We're going
2: to have to like cut the that.
0: <laughs>
2: like Matthew Kachuk, it was rumored he, everyone knew he was going to leave because Johnny Gaudreau left Calgary, so then Kachuk was going to be a free agent soon. He's like, I want to out too, so they're going to trade him. But Florida giving up Jonathan Huberdeau. He's a big time stud center, uh, for the Wow, how
1: about that? That's impressive on so I'm to Big Brother I'm Paul. Since, uh yeah. this is <laughs> like, so we're not hockey. All right, all right.
2: Uh yeah, Big Brother. Yeah. I have not watched a single second of Big Brother, so uh Tuffy, what's been going on on Big Brother? PBS <laughs> doesn't uh, so, want you to
3: watch it either, apparently.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Paloma.
1: Like, they canceled the show yesterday for that uh, congressional hearing, the January 6th hearing. Oh, for fuck's oh, sake. That's <laughs> still
2: going on? <laughs> no, yeah. at any point in that, those congressional hearings, did anyone show the videos of them opening the doors for people? Did they show those videos at all in this congressional
0: <laughs> hearing? All right, Michael. This
2: is an
1: opinion worker, so we're going to focus on Big Brother. Here. <laughs> all
0: right.
1: <laughs> This is not summer alternative, alternative programming. This is just alternative
2: programming. (laughs) Goddamn clown show. The U.S. government. Uh, All right.
1: So, yeah, last week Paloma quit, which threw off the whole backstage pass twist. So that became the first half of the HOH where Jasmine uh, sprained her ankle stepping off a ledge. Um, Okay, I remember that, Yeah, so then the second half of the HOH competition was like a pie-eating contest sort of thing, and uh, Jasmine won that. Then. Oh, yeah.
0: well, that makes sense.
1: Yeah. <laughs> I don't like this multiple-part HOH bullshit.
3: Well, that, I, I think that was only because they had be time over. to fill last week. So they had to do something. Well, first, I mean, even the first one of the summer was kind of like that, where they had three different competitions, and then the winners faced off.
1: Yeah, but they've done that like uh, with the initial HOH before where you have little competitions to decide who's in the competition. So that one wasn't that unusual. But, uh, yeah, so Jasmine wins the head of household. And then uh, in one of the greatest strategic players in Big Brother history, Pooch, goes to Jasmine and (laughs) says, Who should nominate me, Pooch? Put me on the block. Because that'll help us get Taylor out.
0: So right.
1: uh, the nominees were then uh, Taylor and Pooch. And uh, then uh, very quickly, the plan turned into evict Pooch and not Taylor.
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Who could have seen that coming?
2: You think Pooch yeah. would know uh, how to play the game with his 50 years of life on this planet? that he would have learned how to play. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. And Pooch was none the wiser the fact that the whole house decided, yeah, we're just going to vote him out. Yeah. Uh so then, one uh, buddy was just like,
3: hey, he saying, like, hey, we should make sure people aren't planning to vote you out. He was like, no, you're fucking stupid. Like, This kid doesn't know anything <laughs> about the game. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah, so, so then uh,
2: I, I take it Pooch went home.
1: Yeah, so Matthew, I think, won the veto. Yeah. Left and arm's the same, and uh, Pooch is out of there. Although it hasn't aired yet. <laughs> that won't air until yeah, Sunday night.
3: to see it until Sunday. <laughs> fucking Pooch.
1: That. And then,
3: uh, Pooch was really fucking annoying. Like, he talks all weird, and I, I could not stand
1: him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, he's the worst, and also he seems to have a very intimate bromance going on with Joseph. A <laughs> yeah. A lot of between these two straight men. What? what?
2: Who's uh, Who's <laughs> Joseph? I don't know who that was. Uh, he's like a muscly looking. He's the Muslim guy. Oh, he's the guy that that took over for that when that other guy ha- got kicked out for. Uh, yes.
1: Yeah. Like yeah. For about, replacement. Like six other TV shows.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
2: All right. <laughs> uh, how's yeah. How's Alyssa doing?
1: Doing good, actually. She seems yeah. like she's in pretty good spot. Everybody loves Alyssa. Rightfully so. I mean, how could you not? Yeah. How, how's that, <laughs> how's America, that indie?
2: Apparently. Who's that? Remember that uh, stewardess? Uh, the, uh, how's she doing?
1: Uh, you know, when English is your second language, uh, <laughs> I think it's more difficult on these shows. Yeah.
3: Okay. I don't think she's gotten more than, like, three seconds of screen time.
1: Huh. Yeah. She's just kind of there.
2: Yeah. <laughs> well,
1: that's unfortunate. Um, but uh, in honor of uh, Paloma, the fucking insane lady, uh, there's a new alliance called Pose Pack, Post-pack. which, uh, yeah, I forget who's even in it. I think it's Alyssa, a couple guys, a couple ladies.
0: Hmm.
1: Um, All right. Yeah, I saw an interview today with Paloma where she said, you know, they don't show everything on TV, so you have to remember, this is... Reality TV is not real and I don't think Paloma understands that uh this show is broadcast like 24 hours a day, and you see everything. <laughs> <laughs> people decided that was not from what they showed on TV. It was from all of the stuff that they cut. Uh, how about that? Yeah, so and then Jen, I guess her did she officially quit? Yeah. Okay. I think so. Uh, and I guess Turner's the new head of household, the long-haired guy, because I saw a tweet uh, tonight that said, it's going to be interesting for CBS to introduce this new house guest to one head of household, because he has also not been on TV <laughs> at all. Uh,
2: yeah, that's true. <laughs> well, Which one was he? Was he the guy that made sculptures on a long-haired, long-haired carpet. guy? Yeah. Yep.
3: McCray. Yeah. The carpet. Two or 3.0. The carpet 0. sculptor.
2: <laughs> yeah. yeah. He lived in his van for two years.
1: Yeah, he <laughs> somehow has just, uh, the money
2: to buy a store.
1: Yeah, yeah there's a new twist—the besties twist or something—where they're all paired up again. So if you nominate one person, you're nominating a pair. Hmm. Alrighty. Interesting. Oh, so
2: that—that <laughs> uh, b- that seems kind of dumb, but
0: that's your yeah. big brother
2: update. Yeah, pretty good. Hey, hey Tuffy, <laughs> uh, you you got the HBO, right? Have you watched that Nathan Felder, Felder
1: show? Oh it? yeah, yeah. The rehearsal that show you know, is our buddy, incredible.
2: Our buddy Dono Trepley he's telling me uh, watch it, but uh, I like I don't got the HBO, so I, I said I'll have Tuffy report on it. So uh, explain what this show. It's the guy who did uh, Nathan for you, which Tuffy and I both love. Yeah, yeah, the guy who did watch Nathan that, for right? you. Jake, you still haven't watched Nathan for you, correct? Nope. Son of. A now bitch. you have
1: Paramount Plus, right? Because I think it's on that.
3: Uh, yeah, I do. You um, can watch Nathan for you. <laughs> and
2: you yeah, Tuffy, what I'll get is to it. it's, it's, on it. it's on the list. What is his last name, Tuffy Fielder? Felder, Fielder. Fielder, yeah, Fielder. Fielder,
1: F I E L D. So explain what this so, is uh, called a
2: rehearsal, right?
1: Yeah, so the new show is uh, he gives people the chance to rehearse for uh, things that they are planning on doing in real life. So this first episode, um, there's a guy who's on like a trivia team, like a bar trivia team. And all of his trivia team members thinks he has a master's degree because when he first joined the team, he was finishing school and he led them to believe that it was a master's degree when it was just a bachelor's degree. Okay. So he wants to rehearse telling uh, one of this trivia team members <laughs> that he does not have a master's degree. So
2: why does it fucking matter? <laughs> like, there's, Those are the requirements to be on a bar trivia team?
1: <laughs> no, Sorry. but, like, the, I mean, the people involved, I would say, like, they are probably diagnosable uh, in some respects. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You know,
2: they're,
1: they're, they're on a spectrum of some kind, if I had to guess. <laughs> All right. Don't know what, but some kind. All right, so
2: uh, so he wants to rehearse telling his bar trivia team members that he does
1: not have a master's degree. Yeah, so the start of the show is Nathan Feeler going to this guy's apartment to meet him, and uh, he shows, like, he says, "This this is the guy who responded to my Craigslist ad, and the ad is just like something, do you have a problem you need help with? Do you want to be on TV? Or something very vague like that. Yeah. So Nathan Fielder shows up and explains the premise of the show to him and then explains that to get ready for meeting him in his apartment, Nathan Fielder already did a rehearsal where he hired an actor to play this guy. He had the ga- he <laughs> pretended there was a gas leak in this guy's building and sent the gas company over, but really they were making a 3D scan of his apartment to make an exact replica for Nathan <laughs> Fielder to rehearse meeting him to pitch the TV show. Then Nathan Fielder Mm. makes an exact replica of the bar where this guy goes to do trivia so they can rehearse him telling this lady uh, that he doesn't have a master's degree. They hire an actress to play the lady. In order for the actress to do a uh, good job of impersonating the lady, the lady she's supposed to impersonate is like a freelance writer, so... The actress pretends to be a bird watcher who hires this freelancer to interview her for an article about bird watching, and it is just an incredible piece of art. This television show. <laughs> wow!
2: All right. So there it is. Uh,
1: rehearsal. Nathan Fielder. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Well, like if you, if you know Nathan Fielder, it makes a lot more sense the way it w- I just described yeah. it.
2: Yeah. Yeah, I can picture it all in my head because uh, I'm just imagining him doing that awkward stuff. Yeah,
1: um, yeah because he's a, a little bit of like a sociopath or a psych- – like he is not <laughs> – <laughs> he's got something going on in his head that's not entirely normal. Uh,
2: he's definitely like from the Andy Kaufman branch of comedy, I would say. Like he does yeah. Andy Kaufman kind of stuff. Um,
1: yeah, and uh, Mike Dell – I don't know what you got to do to get the HBO, but uh, you got to watch this show. (laughs) (laughs) I'll consider it. (laughs) um, Yeah, so it's on the HBO. If you wait wait about a month, you could get HBO to watch this and the new Game of Thrones show. (laughs) Yeah. There's a new Game of Thrones. That's going to happen. Yeah, House of the Dragon premieres August 21st.
2: Now, who's that about?
1: Uh, it's about the Targaryen, which that's what Amelia Clark was, was the last Targaryen, but it's set, uh, I think, like 150 or so years before Game of Thrones. It's like a Civil War, a okay. uh, Battle of Succession sort of thing. All right. Um, How will they
2: explain <laughs> that there's been no technological advancements in 150 years? since, so like, you know what I mean, like... <laughs> they have
1: dragons still. They have
2: dragons. Maybe
3: they'll have really primitive torches back then.
2: Hey, Tuffy, this brings up a, a question I need to ask you about uh, Game of Thrones. The other day I was reading something, and someone made a reference to Littlefinger. Remember that that guy? Little yeah. yeah.
3: Yeah.
2: But, and I, I also think I may have uh, remembered this because uh, I was looking through our old uh, LCS shows, and I was downloading them all. And remember we did that tribute to The Wire? And yeah, was, uh, Mayor was Carcetti, wasn't it Carcetti or something Karketti. like that? Yeah. But he was Littlefinger. And then I, I read someone say, oh, it's kind of like Littlefinger. They're talking about some uh, political machinations. And I, and I think this was hockey-related when I when I read this. But I was thinking about okay. Littlefinger. Karker. Why did they call him Littlefinger? Because in my mind, I have a story that he is a very small penis. Is that why they called him Littlefinger?
1: <laughs> I don't think that is exactly the reason. There are, I think in the show they give two sort of competing explanations, depending uh, on your perspective. Is One, he's from an area that's called the Fingers, because it's like a bunch of little kind of fjord okay. like rocky outlets. Okay. Uh, and one story is that, He's from the smallest of those fingers, so they call him Littlefinger. <laughs> and then uh, the <laughs> other one in
3: there just has the same nickname.
1: Yeah, the other one would be that he was a very small, kind of petite man, so he was a little guy from the fingers. Small penis could be in there, too. I don't remember.
2: Yeah, that was – well, I was like, wow, did they really call him Littlefinger because he has a little – got to ask Tuffy this. <laughs> no, I don't think it was – I don't think that was the primary reason. <laughs> yeah. But, but I every woman who ever meets is, uh, him is assuming that, you know? Like, every woman who meets him at, like, <laughs> one of the bars in the Game of Thrones land, they're like, oh, you pour me a glass of grog, and that guy has a little penis. That's what that is. That guy right there.
1: That's
3: why he runs a whorehouse, that's also like, you can't his... get away from him.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's also uh, an important character trait of his, is that he recognizes that everybody underestimates him generally, not just the size of his penis. And oh, sort right. of uses that... <laughs>
2: All right, I just wanted to clarify that situation. But, all right, so there's
1: Game of yeah. Thrones. Yeah, I had no idea yeah. they were making it up. That's a nice little preview for our upcoming Game of Thrones tribute show <laughs> that I'm sure everyone <laughs> will
2: enjoy.
3: Yeah. Did rank all 70 episodes or however many there were? <laughs> well, we're we we're the to... the
2: bottom five or so. All be.
0: the – yeah. <laughs>
2: We'll rank the top uh, every nude scene in Game of Thrones. We'll rank every nude.
0: scene.
3: that's gonna
2: be a long list. <laughs> yeah.
3: Natalie Dormer's gonna get a couple. Yeah, of number one to is
1: gonna be. Uh, I don't know if it's Amelia Clark or Natalie Dormer, but they're both up there. Eh, there's some better ones
2: on there, I think. But uh, I don't know. Uh,
3: there were some other good ones.
2: Yeah. All right, uh, yeah. so there's your Game of Thrones update, your uh, Nathan Fielder update, Jank, um, What have you been watching?
3: Um, well, I finally finished my David Lynch thing, and I watched The Elephant Man.
2: Oh, uh, so <laughs> finally I, got I, that I, out of the way. That, that's, I just feel so bad for that guy, and I just can't watch anything like that. It's yeah, fuck me up. I can't do it. So.
3: It it gets upsetting at times for sure. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, they they fucked it. They fucked with that guy pretty good. Um, It was very well done. It it felt a lot older than it was. I think it was made in 1980, but it's made to be like a 50s type movie. Like, it's all black and white, and it seems very old-timey. It's very good. I don't think I would really watch it again.
2: Yeah, I don't think that's a movie you watch many times. Yeah.
3: If you ever (laughs) meet someone
2: who says, oh, you know what my favorite movie is? The Elephant Man. I've seen it dozens of times. Just back up slowly. Watch it every night. (laughs)
0: uh, <laughs> yeah, it's it's
3: tough. It's a tough sit, but, you know, I'm glad I did it. I'm glad I watched it.
2: Yeah, yeah I'll pass on that. Um, look yeah. That.
3: <laughs> uh, what else? Definitely not my favorite of David Lynch's movies. Um, well, I did something. I saw it was on Netflix, so I figured I'd finally watch Police Academy. <laughs> Because <laughs> I know you like never to bring seen it up every Police <laughs> Academy. six months Holy or so. Shit. You'll make a reference to Police Academy. and me, neither me or Tuffy will understand what you're talking about.
2: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Police Academy. When I was so a kid, so I finally it watched like, it. It was quite the thing. Cause they made a shit ton of those movies. Yeah.
3: yeah. Or so I wish the other ones were on there because I want to get to the ones with Bobcat. But no. Nope, yeah. I it, I just uh, yeah. The Police one.
2: Academy Two is Bobcat, right? Uh, Citizens on Patrol. Dang. I think he comes in for that. Um, That's that's probably my favorite. The first one, I don't remember too much about the first one, Um, but they were all, you know. Yeah, the guy Michael uh, Michael Winslow. He did the sound effects.
3: Mm -hmm. Um, Yep.
2: But uh, yeah, Steve Gutenberg, of course. Um,
3: Yep, of course.
2: And then the blonde lady with the high tower guy. Yeah, Yeah. uh, high tower guy. That's Bubba Smith. Yeah. Okay. former Indianapolis Colt defensive lineman, one of the all-time greats in the NFL, just some guy. but Come on, Jank. <laughs> no, you're NFL. <laughs> Let's go. But, he had uh, to
3: drive from the back seat. Yeah. He's great.
2: Uh, <laughs> the, the tough blonde lady with the big boobs, that's who I remember. Oh,
3: like the disciplinarian lady? Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah.
3: Kim Cattrall was looking pretty good back then surprisingly Yes, yeah, I don't even remember yeah. her
2: being in it did she have dark hair
3: <laughs> uh, no I think she was kind of blonde but it was a darker blonde I think
2: because she, when she was in Porky she had like black dark hair you know so it was kind of weird um, yeah
3: I mean she's wearing yeah, the, the hat a lot <laughs> but yeah. yeah she's looking pretty good
2: yeah I don't even remember her that she was in Police Academy so that's crazy uh she was oh, she not episode. in the later ones? Uh I doubt it. She's probably just in the first one. Um Jank. yeah, she wasn't like a I don't remember her being a recurring character or anything, so uh you know what else she was in? An episode of Columbo. Let's talk about that episode of Columbo she was in. <laughs> or, uh, <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> but uh yeah, so what what did you think of Police Academy though, Jank? Yeah, it was pretty good.
1: I like yeah. it. It's pretty good.
2: More boobs than I expected, so (laughs) that's always a plus. (laughs) 80s comedies, it was, you know, you saw boobs all the time. Of course, when I was a little kid, i like, cover your eyes. Come on, Ma, I got to see the boobs. (laughs) Um, What was the name of the gay bar, Uh, the the Blue Oyster? Oh, the Blue
3: Oyster, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What happened at the party? A lot of dancing.
0: (laughs)
2: I haven't, I haven't seen that. Uh, well, probably thirty years. I haven't seen Police Academy. I have to go back and watch it.
3: Um,
2: yeah, yeah. All right. Not too bad. There you go. Kind of fun. Uh, what else?
3: Um, well,
2: uh, and by the way, coffee. let me just stop you there for one second because uh, in the history of mankind, how many people do you think have watched Elephant Man and then Police Academy? <laughs> like, right? <laughs>
3: I mean, it's an ideal double feature. <laughs> That's a so rare so combination. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I think
2: you you're the to first person. the whole
3: breadth of uh, <laughs> human, human life.
2: You're the first person in the history of the planet to do that, Jane. Congratulations. Yeah.
3: <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, but Tuffy, I started rewatching Breaking Bad this week. Oh, oh yeah. Wow. Yeah, made it through season one so far. It's so fucking yeah. good. <laughs> yeah, it, season really is, good.
2: yeah. Season one so is really good.
3: Paced. Yeah, so perfectly
2: paced. Yeah, season one, really good. <laughs> oh. two, I like three, all of it. Four, five. five,
1: four, five.
2: <laughs> four, five. They were kind of train wrecks, but hey, don't worry about it. It's all right. You love it. You love it. The <laughs> heart wants what the
1: heart wants. Get out of here.
2: They're robbing the They're using giant magnets to take over evidence lockers. What the fuck is going on? <laughs> yeah, that's
1: year? right. Yeah.
2: Columbo caught a guy because
1: he picked up the wrong camera or something. That, like that. <laughs> that was genius. That's what that, that was genius. That is not proof of anything. <laughs> By random chance, that guy had like an 8% chance he was going to pick up that camera. No, no, no,
2: no, no. He went to there exactly so the cameras. camera that had it. He yeah. went to the exact camera. <laughs>
1: Colombo rented an apartment. That was his underwear. Those were his curtains. That was his whatever. <laughs>
3: That's right. You know the quotes. I love it.
2: Hey. Uh, hey, those are just, my skin just so marks. everyone knows what we're talking about. What
3: is this? A clumsy attempt to frame me with false evidence? Oh, no. No, I wouldn't do that. No, I'm afraid this is the picture. And there's been no mistake. I'll there's have no to mistake. Find that. Captain Hoffman, would you read Mr. Gillesco his rights?
0: Hold it. Hold it, Lieutenant, before you do something you'll regret.
3: I hate to disappoint you, but you have proof of my innocence despite your clumsiness. We don't need the original snapshot. The negative
0: will serve the same purpose. Look at that negative in the back of the camera, Lieutenant. It proves I'm right. <laughs> Were
3: you a witness to what he just did. Yes, Lieutenant. Were you a witness to what he just did? Yes, sir. Were you a witness to what he just did? Yes, I am, sir. Witness to what?
0: You just incriminated yourself, sir. You've identified the camera.
1: That's right, sir. That's what you did. You see, you didn't pick out the camera. Did one you quit the one? whole episode, Mike? Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ! We
2: hey, <laughs> gotta get out. to the end.
0: Yes, this is the camera that was used to take your wife's picture. But you would have no way of knowing that or of knowing that
3: this negative was in the back of this particular camera unless you would taken the picture yourself. I guess that's it.
2: (laughs) Yeah, he
1: got him. There he goes. At the end of that, the Columbo (laughs) yell... Science, bitch.
2: <laughs>
1: that would have made
2: it better. No, <laughs> Columbo yelled, "Entrapment, bitch." <laughs> <I got you>. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Uh.
1: The Columbo. <laughs> but, uh,
2: yeah. Now,
3: Jake,
1: did you watch uh, Better Call Saul this week?
3: Oh hell yeah! Another yeah. dynamite episode.
2: Did uh, Did anyone call Saul?
1: Uh, no. Kim, uh, Kim decided to no longer call Saul. Out,
3: huh? <laughs> yeah.
1: Huh. Peace out of the show.
3: At least for now, anyway. Yeah. I got to imagine she's coming back again in some form. I don't know if it's going to be yeah, in the Gene I timeline think, uh, or...
1: I would think in the Gene timeline, once you see, like, mm-hmm. uh, Saul Goodman is, like, one of the most wanted people in the country or whatever, I would imagine she'll pop back up at that point.
3: Yeah, because I think she's living in Nebraska, and I think she's from Nebraska in the show, so... Okay. It seems like maybe if she went home, like, there's a good chance they'll run into each other.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Like, who, who is Kim? Uh, Saul's wife? Okay.
3: Yeah. She's kind of... The whole show has kind of been about their relationship in one form or another. Kind of building from the beginning up until now. And, uh, yeah, she just kind of (laughs) left. Yeah. And it pretty much was the thing that pushed him into becoming, you know, Saul Goodman, officially. Yeah. Where he just, like, he couldn't take it anymore. He like, it was too much hurt, so he just kind of disappeared into that guy.
1: Yeah, because he, uh... The whole, like, the sort of arc of the show is, at first, because he, uh, he's got a thing for her, so he kind of inhibits his worst impulses to show her that he's, you know, just a good guy, not the kind of scumbag that everyone thinks he is. And then once they get together, she kind of convinces him. It's like, now let's try some of the scumbag things, like uh, tricking people and stealing stuff occasionally. But it's mm-hmm. fun.
3: She likes it a little too much.
1: Yeah. Oh, right. could expect, uh, they bring out the worst in each other. Yeah.
2: So, That's why Larry yeah. left
1: this show. <laughs> yeah. the show. Yeah.
0: <laughs> probably. Oh <laughs> <laughs> Uh
2: so there it is. Better call Saul. Uh yeah. yeah. I uh I haven't watched I'm assuming movie.
3: we're getting Walt and Jesse next week.
1: Yeah.
3: You know, you are supposed to be on here. Yeah, so do they have
1: like five or six episodes left? Are you uh, Wolf I want to see?
3: four. Is Walt going to
1: show up?
0: <laughs> we can only hope. <laughs>
1: yeah, Walt can <could> only hope. <laughs> I don't know if there's a breakfast scene or not, but we'll find out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: anyway.
3: Take a breakfast bar on your way out. Yes. The greatest show in television (laughs) history
2: has Walt Jr. in it. Give me a fuck. Yeah, that's (laughs) right, Mike Bell.
3: That's right. Hey, I mean, Columbo has Patrick McGowan. Everyone's got their cross (laughs) to bear. Uh,
2: You're lucky I don't have any Patrick McGowan clips, or I'd be playing it right there. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I haven't been watching anything. Um, Still listening to a lot of old radio shows. So that's something. Oh, I'm like an 80 year old man, and uh, I, I listen. I listen to one, Even
3: Lance Hendrickson uh, wouldn't listen to those. I, I,
2: I think it was. Uh, I think it was last night. All the days blend together. I least track. But I think it was last night. I, I listened to one. Uh, Lucille Ball had an old radio show called My Favorite Husband. There And uh, it's, a, it's like a comedy.
0: Was it like Desi? Before.
2: No, no Desi Arnaz. This is, this oh, is no no Desi Arnaz. Yeah, but she plays a married lady with a husband. And uh, it's pretty funny, though. It's a pretty funny show. It's uh, it's got (laughs) the jokes. It's pretty good. Um, uh, Sounds good. A lot of detective stuff. Still listening to uh, all these detective shit. Oh, I've been listening to a lot of uh, Dashiell Hammett audiobooks. Holy fuck, I love Dashiell Hammett. Hmm. Maltese Falcon is one of my favorite books. Uh, Like, whenever I need to really write, I I, I go back to Maltese Falcon and say, hey, let's just do this. But... uh, (laughs) <laughs> when uh, he also I never read any... about chimps who talk, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking chimps. <laughs> but uh, he did a series of stories about a uh, detective. Uh, the the character's name—they never identified him by an actual name. He's just a, he knows the Continental Op because he, he's an operative for the Continental Detective Agency. And I never read any of the stories, but I, I found that they had them on uh, online in the audiobooks. So I'm like, oh, fuck yeah! So I was hitting those up. They are very good. I uh, very enjoy all those continental WAP. It's great stuff. Uh, so that's what I've been doing, and uh, downloading and nice. saving a bunch of old terrible radio shows. <laughs>
3: <laughs> That'll keep you busy. Yeah, I think yeah. I'm
2: done. I think I'm done. I think I got all the ones uh, I want to get, and I think I'm done. So. Uh, but hey, if you're out there, you, you gotta get you an external this, hard
3: drive thing. and. Uh,
2: yeah. Well, here's what I did. You can get back I, uh, to work. I started, uh, I broke out the iPad because I rarely use my iPad except to try and draw shit. I'm like, oh, I'll use the iPad. And I was able to download them quicker with that, the way it was set up. And also uh, with the uh, Google or Apple give you an iCloud, like one of them cloud storage device. Oh, sure. And you can get 50 gigabytes for like a buck a month. So I'm like, all right, I'll pay a dollar a month to house all these shows. So all the shows are on the cloud floating around in the iCloud. Yeah.
3: Just waiting to get hacked. And then <laughs> yeah. people will be very disappointed when they find out what they just hacked and do.
2: <laughs> oh man. They
0: do is
3: talk about
2: chimps. <laughs> what the fuck kind of radio is this? <laughs> chimps and cats. <laughs> so uh
3: all right. You always uh, put that in the show description, but it's very rarely about that.
0: <laughs> yeah, Even less I...
3: about squirrels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Yeah, for those unaware, when I do the blog talk descriptions, you, got, you need keywords, you know. Uh, first, you need, like, a header. They need you to give it, like, a headline, sum up the show or whatever. To, and I always put, I like cats, uh, every week. That's the, the, the <laughs> header for the show. And then you need, like, like keywords. You got to, And the keywords are always chimps, uh, cats, and squirrels. Those are the three, uh, <laughs> three keywords. <laughs> so <laughs> Maybe we should do a squirrel-themed episode, because I do love squirrels. They are like the uh, third leg of the holy trinity of animals, along with cats, chimps, and squirrels. Yeah. That's number three. Because uh, when I was a kid, we always would uh, feed the squirrels in our backyards. We'd give them peanuts. We'd buy peanuts at, at the grocery store in bulk. You'd buy a big bag of bulk peanuts in the shell, and you'd throw them out in the backyard, and the squirrels would eat the peanuts. We even had this little thing we'd mount it on the tree in the backyard. It was like a uh, two chairs and a table. And uh, on the table, there was like a little spike thing. And you put, like, a, a, an ear of corn on there, like dried corn, and the squirrels would sit in the chairs and they'd eat the corn. It was amazing. <laughs> it, was, it was a great time.
0: Why
3: aren't you doing this now?
2: <laughs> I'm a big fan. Because there are no squirrels around my house these days. Like, uh, where we lived before, there were squirrels, but there are no squirrels in this neighborhood. There's, uh, we got chipmunks and bunnies, but no squirrels. I rarely see a squirrel. Yeah. We had a lot of trees. Yeah. By my old house, and so there's squirrels of plenty, but uh, not so many curious <laughs> cher- squirrels. That squirrel around here. Hill. Yeah, oh. that's the interesting thing. I lived in Squirrel Hill for like a year. Not a single goddamn squirrel. And <laughs> all
0: Squirrel
2: Hill. <laughs> <laughs> I was misinformed. The only reason I moved yeah. there was because was I man. wanted squirrels. Damn it! Not a single goddamn squirrel. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, we could do a
1: review of the, uh, the Marvin Griffin episode of Seinfeld where George hits the squirrel.
2: Oh, that's right. Yeah, he, he has to take the squirrel to the vet. Jank, did you ever see that episode? Because that's a later one. I don't know no. if you made it that far. Yeah.
3: No, nope, didn't make it that far.
2: It's a pretty good one. Yeah, Kramer finds the, the uh, squirrel. Uh, 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 oh, also, the, there's a squirrel reference in that episode about it. Is that their, is that their religion where they mutilate the squirrels? Remember? Orthodoxy or whatever?
1: Uh, Frank, <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah,
1: black yeah, being stock,
2: yeah. But in this episode, Jank uh, Kramer finds the old Merv Griffin TV set in a dumpster, and he sets it up in his apartment, <laughs> and he's like ha- hosting his own Merv Griffin shows in his apartment. It's pretty fun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Nice. Uh, well, well, if I didn't have to rewatch Breaking Bad for like the fifth time, I I'd, I'd definitely yeah, you get don't. back into science. You really don't. <laughs>
1: Yeah, uh, you really yeah. do not need to do that. Um, well, he doesn't have to prepare for our to. Breaking Bad tribute episode, so. Holy <laughs> fuck. It's coming, uh, man. <laughs>
2: well, you guys are going to have to figure out how to do it on Skype and upload it to Launchpad 1 because blog talk's not going to be around it. So. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, <laughs> if you guys can do all that, God willing, so, <laughs> go for it. Uh, I don't know. Any anything else that needs to be discussed? We could break down that Matthew Kachuk trade if you want. (laughs) (laughs) Boy,
3: that sounds interesting. Let's save it for next time. we can give it a whole hour.
1: That's a hell of a (laughs) trade. Yeah, I don't want to run into a Colombo episode than a A hockey trade episode. Yeah. All right. (laughs) Fair enough. Um.
2: So, what else? Anything else? Are we done? Uh, I think so. Hey, Tuffy, there's a feud yep. going on right now in WWE Champions. Are you
1: aware of that? Yeah, we got the Flash feud this weekend.
2: Yeah, I think I did feud. Uh, I, need to, I need to win, like, 40 feud battles, and I'll finally go up to, like, League 19. So, I, I'm going to... No, I'm already in 19. And,
1: uh, uh, once they introduce League 20, I've already cleared all the League 19 uh, Souls. So. so
2: you're in. Oh, so they haven't introduced it yet, there, right? But when they do, they.
1: Yeah, I think it's coming like August eight. They said. So.
2: Hey, did did you do those new Survivor Series tours on the road?
1: Uh, I did one of them. The other one, I need an NXT guy, and I don't have Walter high enough for that. So.
2: Yeah, I, I got Walter. He fucks all that up. But at some point, you need to have a very good women's attitude era star. Do you have any of those? Uh,
1: so is that like China?
2: Yeah, China, powerhouse China would be a uh, striker China as well. Uh, Trish Stratus.
1: Um, uh, Stacy Keebler, was that attitude? Or is that
2: uh, later? God, she was more like, in WWE, she was ruthless aggression, I would think. Right? Yeah. She might have been at the end of the attitude. Era. I, I can't remember when she came in.
1: I, I feel uh, like she might be at the end the game.
2: But she didn't come over until uh, they bought WCW, so that was after uh, the Attitude Era, there, right?
1: I don't know, I can't remember. But anyway, <laughs> I
2: don't um, think it really
1: matters. Cause this, this new Triple H character, I think, is ruthless aggression, and it's like DX well, he, was not the. He,
2: no, they brought DX back. Like DX had a. Oh, one. Okay. that's what that's referencing. But. Um, gotcha. Uh, but China, if you have powerhouse China, is she like, do you have her leveled up really high?
1: No, not yet. I mean, you're going to have to
2: get her to at least five star silver to like beat these people. So it's like, I'm fucked. You can't go any farther, you know? Yeah.
1: Yeah. I have that problem. Anytime you need, uh, like a legends era or a new gen men's era, it's like, yeah, I don't have any see? of those people.
2: I, I put my – I have two uh, five-star silver Undertaker and Bam Bam Bigelow, new gen. Um, but it's – neither one of them can beat this uh, uh, one-two-three kid guy on the one tour. He, I don't know. You need to have a five-star gold guy to beat him. I don't know. And I'm not getting uh, either of them.
1: I threw a uh, five-star silver gobbledygooker at him and did beat him, so. <laughs>
2: oh, okay. I don't have him. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, he is new. Gobbledygook. Uh, yeah, it's a giant turkey. It's a guy in a turkey <laughs> yeah. costume. Yeah, that's awesome. The gooker. The gobbledygooker. Yep.
1: So yeah, but, the uh, the amazing. problem as ever is that it takes so many coins. Like, I have yeah. more people than I can level up at the moment because oh, you need so many coins and training points.
2: Like, I got that – did you do those daily free pools where you got a chance of getting this sinister Scotsman, Drew McIntyre? Have you been doing those? I got a three-star bronze one. I actually got the poster. And I'm like, well, but I'm not going to do anything with it because who fucking cares, you know? Because I don't have a –
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, Because, like, I have – I mean, I have, like, good people from my little spending spree a couple months ago. Uh. Like I have Riddle and Bloodline Jimmy Uso, and it's like I can't do both of them. You got to pick one. They're both really good. Yeah,
2: Riddle's really good.
1: Uh, also, uh, Jack, they introduced a new thing on Champions
2: where they have on the character page where you have all your wrestlers. They tell you how good they are. Like they have a tier list of how good they are.
3: Ooh.
2: And the top people on
3: the actual are, game.
2: Yeah. You don't do so a Reddit suppose, for this. Yeah, it's just right in the game now. So they it's supposed nice. to help you tell, like, novices who they should work on or whatever. Uh, but, like, the top tier is called S-tier. Now, I guess this is some... And then the next tier down is A-tier, B-tier. I guess S-tier is some, like, anime reference or something. Is that? Do you know this? Uh,
3: I've seen it in games before. Um, like, I think it uh, definitely reminds me of Mega Man X. There was, like, a thing where you had to race through a certain section and it would give you a grade. And the best one was S.
2: Yes, yeah, I guess don't know like what super.
3: the fuck.
2: <laughs> I guess I don't fucking know.
0: Yeah.
2: Uh, but like Tuffy, I have like a couple S-tier dudes. Like I have Damien uh Damian Priest is S-tier and I ha-
0: haven't yeah.
2: done shit with him. Um also uh I could right now, I have I finally have enough Hall of Fame tokens to take Hall of Fame Ted DiBiase to five-star gold. But uh I also have uh Hall of Fame uh Godfather and he's S-tier. But he's only at like four-star silver, so it's going to take me a while to get him up there. What do you think I should do, Tuffy? Should I just put DiBiase up, or wait for Godfather?
1: Uh, I mean, do you have other showboats? Because isn't is DiBiase a showboat and Godfather's a yeah. powerhouse?
2: Yeah, yeah. I I have two five-star gold. Like I have Walter, five-star gold powerhouse. Ooh. He's awesome. Yeah. And I have zombie uh, Roman Reigns five-star gold showboat, and he's amazing. So I don't really need either of them up there. But I need a good Hall of Fame yeah. guy, you know what I mean? So.
1: Yeah. Uh, I mean, Dick Cassie's pretty good, isn't he? I don't even know. He
2: is really good. But I guess his godfather's supposed to be like King Shade of Fuck Mountain. I have no idea. I never <laughs> do. So.
1: Yeah, they say that about a lot of these guys that aren't, aren't that
2: good, I don't feel. Like, like a zombie like, Daniel Bryan, I he's S tier as well. I haven't I've never done shit with him either.
3: Yeah, it might be in how yeah. you use it. Like some people, if they really like like defense yeah. bullshit or something, like that's well, <laughs> great. Max but max out
1: all of your perks. that they're all great. It seems like so.
0: Yeah,
1: <laughs> that's another big part of it. So I don't know. Yeah, because I got the I have Hall of Fame Godfather and Hall of Fame Dusty. Dude, uh, I don't know what's one to do. Hall of Fame Dusty will
2: fuck you up if you fight that guy in a like. Depending on, I fought him in a feud. Holy fuck, he crushed me.
1: Yeah, like I think he's the one I'm gonna go level him up to five star, or whatever. But uh, you know, there's too many guys, and not it's impossible to get coins and training points in that game.
2: (laughs) Yeah, it's so hard. Um, Man, I don't know. What can you do? So there's your WWE champions updates. So I guess we're gonna yeah. leave here and uh, go feud. Jank, you still doing that Marvel game? Yeah, still doing it.
3: Um, I got uh, Gore the God Butcher this week.
2: <laughs> oh, oh, the new Thor movie came out. So yeah, they have those.
3: Yeah, there. yeah. They they always try to do these movie tie-ins, but I don't know. When, like. Gore looks better in the comics, so I wish they would have done that well, costume. But
1: they went Well, with when you were saying Bale Gore, the,
2: I, I didn't know his real name was Gore. Uh, when you said Gore, I thought you were talking about the giant gold monkey from that old Fantastic Four book <laughs> we did on Clemarche Fantasy. Because I, <laughs> I, I would only. hit that game immediately if there's a giant gold monkey in that <laughs> game.
3: Uh, like, yeah, oh they're God. missing out. They didn't even put Hitmonkey in there. No monkeys.
2: Yeah, Hey, but hey, in a couple of weeks, going ape in August, nothing but monkey <laughs> movies here on LCS Hockey, so get ready for that.
3: Now, yeah. There's a, uh, they're going to be supplemental, like, Bob, top
2: 11 Breakback monkeys related? Out of, out of the monkey movie. Uh, yeah, you're both asking questions, but to answer Jenk's question, yes, we will be doing supplemental monkey content.
1: And, uh, <laughs> Tuffy, I didn't hear your question. What, what did you ask? Does Jay and Silent Bob strike back kind of as a monkey movie? Because so I got the uh, orangutan in Some there.
3: Suzanne, yeah.
2: Fuck. Hoisted <laughs> on my own car. That <laughs> 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 oh, that's my
3: favorite week of this show ever.
2: <laughs> uh. oh, son of a bitch. Let's say it doesn't. You know, let's say it doesn't count. <laughs> Uh,
3: it's too good of a movie. To be considered
1: <laughs> yeah,
0: a bad
3: that movie. is true. I mean, it's
1: like a ten, uh, 10 on a good movie scale, so I don't know if that qualifies. Yeah.
3: yeah, yeah.
2: It's,
1: it's the Breaking Bad it's of like the movie. It's
2: like an Oscar-worthy Yeah. <laughs> so, uh, all right, well, let's get out of here. Uh, Flea Market Fantasy right now, it's uh, Green Arrow Longbow Hunter. Some son of a bitch picked a DC book, Green Arrow, <laughs> and he made us review <laughs> Who would do this? <laughs> I don't know, some creep. Uh, yeah, but it's Kevin Jank. So Listen <laughs> Kevin Jank. And then uh, last night, Mike and I recorded uh, West Coast Avengers, a West Coast Avengers book. Where
3: uh, Yeah, everyone's favorite Avengers.
2: M- well, except mocking- for the Great
3: Lakes Avengers. So those are the best. Oh, yeah.
2: Ones. See, I didn't even know about the Great Lakes, but we <laughs> talked about them on the show. Uh, oh, nice. Mocking- Mockingbird gets punched in the face, kidnapped, and later raped in this storyline. So, yeah, this is quite the storyline. I have seen your
3: various podcasts. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I,
2: I, I don't like it. <laughs> I, I, at this rate, you think I play for the Canadian Junior National Team. No, I do not. I don't like it. What's going on? So uh, that's flea market fantasy. Um, I don't know. Uh, that's it. Uh, I guess that's it. Hey Tuffy, I did save all the Obedient Worker podcasts. So we got those. We can uh yeah. Yeah.
1: did you save the major minority reports?
2: No. Did not. Uh, <laughs> Ooh. I,
3: probably it not robot shame. rabbit either. <laughs> nope.
2: Sure as hell did it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
2: was uh was vertically
1: striped radio on the LCS network?
2: It, it was and I did it's not save out. any of those. Because, uh, again I got fifty gigs yeah. of space and I have got about five gigs left. I can squeeze in a couple more episodes if I want, but uh this yeah, is, who cares. This
1: is like the uh <laughs> the library of Alexandria getting burned down yeah. or whatever right now. I know. It's this is terrible. <laughs> but if you're out there yeah. and you wanna save those shows, get
2: cracking, start downloading. Start downloading. <laughs> you got about two weeks. So <laughs> get cracking. What's uh and go to YouTube and uh look for me on the YouTube you can watch the Ed, or the old Ed shows. So um,
3: Yeah. Go. I found him.
2: Hey, look at that. So you him. Alright. So thanks to Tuffy. Uh have fun up in Michigan there, Tuffy. You know? Have a good yeah. old time. And you will not be here next week. Uh so Yep. Have fun. And you'll be watching and uh, that's Yeah, death spot. Uh, Thanks to (laughs) Jank, and we'll watch. Hopefully, uh, I'll check with Mike L, and maybe we'll get him in here. And uh, sweet. Other than I also have to uh,
3: do that top eleven anyway.
2: (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Uh, So I take it there's audio clips. Oh yeah, there will be clips. (laughs) There will be clips. All right, and uh, I guess that's it. So until next week. Oh, shit, we lost the uh, soundboard. All right. Uh-oh. It ran a little long there. All right. But anyway, until next week. Oh, uh, no,
1: no, Colombo Columbo, oh. let end the show. What yeah, day. I
2: know. <laughs> I was going to play Donnie You got it in early.
1: I was going to play <laughs> I saw the light. I saw <laughs> the light.
2: But uh, anyway, all right. So thing, yeah. uh, until, until next time, uh, pass the Montichi, Governor Gabby.